podcast where we re-examine Mary-Kate and Ashley's careers through a modern-day feminist lens. I'm Lenny Harms. I'm a writer-actor. I'm Becca Roth. I'm a writer-director. And today we are continuing our so little time journey because we have so much time and we want to take as much time as we can to discuss so little time. That was perfectly put I could not agree more um yeah I am so we watched the first half of so little time basically our cutoff is like before they change their hair to the iconic curly on top straight straight at the bottom yes so because it really uh, becomes a different show yeah uh, again we only watched up until that point yeah so um and we are just going from memory and also like through this rewatch of this first half, I feel like I realized I know this show way better than I thought I did. Me too. Because yeah. I remember in the last episode, I was like, I guess I saw it. I don't even remember. But I absolutely have seen every episode of this show, like no Multiple question. Times. Yes. Yeah. And there were definitely lines, like certain deliveries, certain things that I like predicted right before it happened. And I was yep. like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I know okay. this show. I know this show. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, and so I anticipate yeah. that's going to happen with the second half. Yes. Um, but I I have just as I this first half was like fuzzy in my memory, it, the second half is still fuzzy in my memory, yeah. but I am pretty sure it's a very different show after that. Their hair is wildly different. Completely they have different. a coffee shop. I don't think Teddy is around and wow. they have a new redheaded friend. Right. So the new the coffee shop I can't even picture and I don't think I'm meant to yet. Like I think because no. I, I don't want to take too much time being like, oh yeah, what is the second half? Like no. that yeah. is for the next episode. Absolutely. Right now we are talking about the first half of So Little Time, mm-hmm. which we just watched. Which we just watched. So Becca Yes. I think we should talk before we like, because we both talked that we took notes, like not ton of notes per episode, but still notes per episode. So we're going to kind of go through these first 13, 14 episodes. Um, But I want to know before we dig in, what what was your impression of this first half, especially after our pilot discussion last week, which wasn't fully favorable? Yes. So... I actually, as you know, I snuck in episode two last week, yes. mm-hmm. and I did mention that, I know, I'm sorry, but I did mention that it felt a little bit better, a little more focused, mm-hmm. the twins were more featured, whatever, and that gave me hope. Mm-hmm. And I think that that hope was warranted, because I actually think that the the series is much better than the pilot. Mm-hmm. Nothing will be two of a kind. I'm going to say that. It Mm -hmm. never reached two of a kind level. Mm -hmm. However, I think that it did find its footing in many ways. I still don't think that it was like a perfect show. But Mm -hmm. I will say that like as I was watching it, I kept like, like I had to like go out to dinner last night and walk my dog. And I was, I spent most of yesterday watching this show Uh and I just kept being like, okay, one more, maybe I can get in one more. Like what happens next? And I was like, oh, cool. 
I guess I like this a little bit. Um, so, so yes, I enjoyed watching it. Uh, I think that a lot of the, um, I mean, obviously, like Mary Kate and Ashley is, are just very charming, uh-huh. and yes. um, the problem that I had with like the pilot being about nothing and also being. <laughs> about like the parents and the twins just kind of coming in and being like we're Italian and that's it like that um <laughs> that wasn't the the rest of the show it was it was definitely focused on the parents but it was primarily focused on the girls which is mm-hmm. like as it should be I think like as we go episode by episode I'll point out where I felt like certain plots were like completely ridiculous or unfathomable <laughs> just like whatever but overall I think that the show was better than the pilot it was watchable it was still sleepy, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. It was still kind of loose. But yeah. um, but it was better than I thought it would be based on watching the pilot. What about you? Cool. I think I have very similar feelings. Yeah. Amazing. Like, I was, um, I was very, very pleasantly surprised um, by, I think it was almost by episode three. Because uh, honestly, I watched episode two and I was kind of like feeling, oh, I don't know. Like, this yeah. is still. But like. After episode three, things, like, feel like they started clicking. And honestly, I think it's good to remember with any sitcom, honestly, any show, but especially sitcoms, that the pilots are usually bad. Like, Parks and Rec has a notoriously terrible pilot. Even two of a kind. We did not love that pilot. That is true. It it was better than this pilot, but it was was flawed. It had, yeah, definitely had flaws. And, like, the the main premise was, like, kind of hard to, like – get on board with yeah. but um the but the pilot still wasn't great and the pilot wasn't definitely wasn't great for this one like we talked about and I think that happens because I think what part of the joy of sitcoms which is we kind of talked about with this with Rachel Roth is the chemistry of the live performance of the mm-hmm. entire cast mm-hmm. and its relationship to the audience mm-hmm. um again I still am not sure how much they had a live audience for so little time. Yeah. I'm, I know I know that they must have had some because Rachel also mentioned that her producer brought her daughter to a taping. So mm-hmm. there must have been right. something. There was yeah. Some, there was definitely an audience. But they might have added a laugh track or maybe there was sometimes an audience. Yeah. I mean, we can ask Rachel. We should ask Rachel. Yeah. We should ask Rachel for before we finish the season. Um, but, yes, I – that's just all to say that I think that sitcoms really, once a cast starts having a, an ease with each other, once the writers start knowing how to write mm-hmm. for their cast and understanding what parts of different actors are their funniest and like, it just makes the show click so much yeah. better. Yeah. And this show really did start coming together and honestly pretty quickly. Um, yeah, I think so. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah the, because, go. The, oh, sorry. You go on. No, you go. It's your turn. I literally just had a, a comment on your comment, but it's not my turn. We are so polite to I each know. other. It's we're so, so nice. On it, like, oh, wait, what is it that they said? We're so nice. We're too nice, like, to our own whatever. And then to the boys come and they're like, Larry, can't you go see away? I'm talking? Go away! <laughs> Very adorable. Anyway. Um, anyways. Oh, no, did I forgot what I was going to say? Sorry. Oh, no, I think I was just going to say, like, again, what we really talked about last week with the vibe of this show mm. is so perfect. Yes. So, per- like, it's so relaxing. Yes. It is so, like, It is a relaxing ideal- show to watch. It's rela- relaxing. It's idealistic because they're in this, like, beautiful mansion. They're clearly a rich family, and it's mm. just, like it's 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 easy it's, it's fun easy. it's yeah. cute it's flirty it's the clothes it's are also incredible. really good like i 
it really, really, really brought me back to this time in my life fashion-wise because I think this was an age where I started really – well, I guess I started caring about fashion, honestly, like – around Passport to Paris, like if, if I'm marking, if I'm marking my eras in my life based on their projects. Um, <laughs> but like this, like, it was like the like ruffly blouse with like mm. the ruffles on the middle and then the like the ruffly top. sleeves. Well, the peasant tops, but also like the episode where like Ashley steals Mary-Kate's blouse, like the yellow one. Yes. And it has the oh, ruffles. Yes. That was like... That was very important to me. That was a very important outfit to me. Like, I felt really inspired by that. And there was, like, a top by the end that Macy was wearing that was, like, pink with the ruffles. And Mm -hmm. they also – I guess we're going to be talking a little bit about Gilmore Girls, too, because it was the exact same time, fashion-wise. Lorelai wore shirts like that all the time. And I was – really chasing those shirts like really (laughs) really really and I feel like I had one from some like cheap catalog or something and I like could not wait for it to come and it was Mm -hmm. just like a little disappointing but I still like had to make it work because I like was so excited about (laughs) it you were obsessed about it yes yeah like those yeah and it's a specific because like floaty tops are a thing now like whatever but it was like Mm. the ruffles in the middle but not Mm -hmm. quite piratey like it was just yeah yeah a perfect and also, accent, yeah. accent to your limbs. Yes, yes. And mm-hmm. they also had, like, low-cut flares, perfect with a big, chunky, like, leather mm. belts. Mm-hmm. And, like, like sleeveless shirts with, like, graphic, like, graphic shirts. Like, just mm. really, like, really bringing me back to, like, that specific. I guess I was, like, a freshman. Or I guess I was in, like, eighth grade. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, it was, like, very important. And honestly, I think coming back now in fashion yes which is very exciting well one thing that I kept noticing was their hair they had like middle parts and I was like yes. oh they like they can't, they really like know the fashion they like ditched the side part and now they're on the middle part and I was like oh no like side parts haven't even happened yet like no, they I know yeah and they're gonna do side parts they are oh, gonna they are. do side parts with like sweepy bangs absolutely they're That's about 2003 that. that is yeah. 2003 full time yeah but like their hair now in this is like so cool looking it's so cool it's like Kelly Clarkson level cool. Yeah, like, yeah. It, just like the, the highlights, the, the the perfect sweeps and everything. It's also so funny that you brought up that episode for the peasant tops because mm. I also wrote down a note on that episode being like this because it wasn't – I mean, that yellow top that Ashley was wearing was amazing, but yeah. also the top that they both wear when they yeah. are coming yes. out wearing yes. the same thing. Yes. That did something to me. Like the, the idea that you could have like a top that is sheer and you can see the like tank top underneath. Yes. It's oh like – Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Mind-blowing. Yes. Like I, yes. it covers up anything I could be like self-conscious about while yes. also not being like matronly. Yes. <laughs> like yes. There's like a, a, a flirtiness to it that's like stylish and also like not too um exposing (laughs) yeah well now that you say that I'm like I was brought back I was like wait what if we talked about that's the same kind of thing and I'm realizing like Carrie the babysitter could walk so that Mary-Kate and Ashley in so little time could run like she had the like tank top with like the tight like sheer shirt with like all the patterns and stuff on it and that was super cool Uh and now we're into like Mary-Kate and Ashley wearing the like see-through flowy kind Mm -hmm. of flowy yet fitted tops with the tank top under it like it's all the same low cut like yes and the low the here's the here's the thing because I think 
I also have like an issue with low cut jeans in general, like sure. throughout my life and what they did to me. All but of us. I, uh, yes, all of us. But there is a way, and this this show does it so perfectly. You have to have a long shirt that hits mm-hmm. right where the low cut is. Right. That is a beautiful silhouette. It is. It's it a is. gorgeous silhouette, and it's yeah. like the problem is when we start saying you have to wear a crop and the low cut jeans. Like oh, that's, that's just for a way like to one that's body. oppression. Yeah, that is oppression. Most (laughs) bodies can't do that. Um, No. (laughs) But yeah, that was very much the look in the early 2000s was like the low cut jeans with like Mm -hmm. either the midriff shirt or the really, really long shirt. Like they also were really selling like really long tank tops at a certain point. Just like long, long, long. It was all about long torsos. Um, (laughs) That's true. Thank you, Misha Barton. (laughs) I mean, and I actually do think that like that look – is not super forgiving even with a long shirt because if you have yes. anything other than like flat abs it looks not the best i like that's i why remember with a flowy top a flowy, a flowy top it's a beautiful great. top everything yeah. works great nothing has to be worried about yeah but i remember that era feeling like so like wishing that i had grown up in the 90s with like high-waisted mm, stuff because yeah high-waisted Same. stuff at the time of low-cut jeans nothing could be less cool than high-waisted jeans true and i wish that i could wear them because i never had a flat stomach in my a day in my life no and i like neither i just I wish that I could get away with wearing high stuff and I couldn't and all of high school was just like the lowest cut and like just I mean just forget about your torso what about sitting down like all of high school I spent all of high school trying to cover up my butt crack while I sat in class like that was the whole thing that was Uh all of high school I know it does it's not meant for sitting it's It's not not. for yeah I had a teacher told me tell my parents at uh conferences that my shirt rode up too much when I sat down and I thought that was I, I hated her after that for that. Yeah, because. no, that's really. I mean, she has a lot of internalized misogyny if she's <laughs> right. telling that to your parents. Like, right? I was fourteen. Don't, <laughs> I was like, don't blame what? the child. Blame fucking Abercrombie and Fitch. Like, yes. blame Seventeen magazine. You're buying the clothes that they have to sell you. Ugh. I hate Ugh. that. I hate her. I hate her too. I really do. I was about to say her name, but I won't. Don't. I won't. I won't. You could. I won't give her the satisfaction. <laughs> the satisfaction of blasting her on our podcast. Um, so, okay. Okay. Should That's we get our, into okay. it? Yes, let's get into it. And I also just want to say before we start, I am honestly so relieved because I was very nervous last week being like, oh no, do I not like so little time? Yeah, yeah. And I am listeners, learners. That's not. <laughs> that's not the story we're about to tell you. It's it's true, learners. And in fact, we are actually recording this podcast before we release our pilot episode. I feel like we do need to add a disclaimer to the <laughs> beginning of it of like, don't worry, this is yeah, just yeah. about the pilot. Like, just so that like people don't come after us because we do. Maybe we will. Maybe yeah. we honestly will. Um, because I do think that this show is a lot better than the pilot. Um, yes. Yes. Okay. Can I just ask a question? Oh, actually, I wanted to talk to you about the theme song. Oh, yes. Oh, you told me. You texted me to remind you. Yes, please. Because it was stuck in my head the other day, yesterday. And I I realized, like, I never looked up the lyrics because when the show came out, you couldn't do that. Right. And I realized I never knew the words. And I looked them up and I was shocked by what they were. Do you know what they are? Okay, the part when it's like, 
Don't you forget about me. me. How does it go after that? When you're a celebrity. <laughs> I lost the titch. <laughs> uh, uh, if, because it's only you and me for today. Okay. How did you know that? Because the way he says celebrity <laughs> is so convoluted. Like, I always thought it was I don't, like... I think it took me a while to figure it out. But since I was such a dork, I probably, like, recorded it and rewound it over and over yeah. and over again until I figured it out. Yeah. Well, I... Yeah, I was shocked when I looked that up. I had no idea it was celebrity. What did you think that's you what I, saying? I thought it was, like, sad Lefferty or something. I was like, I don't know what that means. But I was like... I thought it was like, don't you forget about me. You're a sad Lefferty. Look beyond you and me for tomorrow. <laughs> You lost the pitch that time. I know. Yay, not just me. <laughs> oh wow, that's gibberish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I like I I had it stuck in my head yesterday, and I was like, you know, I guess I'll never know what a sad Lefferty is. And then I was like, wait, it's 2022. I can know what a sad Lefferty is. Yeah. And it's celebrity. Wow, Becca. Wow. Yeah. The so whole I just, time. The whole time. The whole time. The whole time? The whole time. The whole time. The whole time. Yeah, I didn't wow. – I the way he says celebrity is ridiculous. So it anyone is. who knew that that's what it was, I am – you are my hero. I'm your hero. You're my hero. <laughs> that's really – that's really beautiful. That's really cool. Yeah. All right, let's dive in. Let's okay. dive in. Okay, okay, so the second episode is um, Siblings in the City, which is, um, I guess, supposed to be a take on sex in the city, which took me fully – in. 15 minutes of a 20 minute episode to realize <laughs> yeah well i think during that time a lot of stuff was like in the city to like parody sex in the city or right. to like be a play on it but also it's sex and the city oh you're right yeah yeah but i do think it was a, a sex in the city reference. because chloe has a dating column for the school newspaper right, right. for a day and she never keeps doing it and right. the whole family is trying to find a date to the um, Save the Seals benefit. Yes, right. So that's the loose Sex in the City. Yes. Uh, homage, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I would say. Um, so, yeah, she is, like, trying to um, – I didn't take a lot of notes on episode two because I was watching it sneakily. And I, I didn't, know. Yeah, so. I know you did. And I honestly didn't – I really didn't love this episode. No, um, me neither. Well, I mean, I watched this after the pilot and then recorded the episode about the pilot and still had my same feelings about the show. Yeah, So right. I was exactly. like, I think it's a little better, but I still am not super on board yet. Yeah, yeah. The the two notes I have on this episode is um this then this is a note I have for like multiple episodes after this. Mm-hmm. It is wild that Manny is straight. Oh Absolutely my god, I know. Wild. And they really try to like hammer it in like as yeah. mu- as often as possible. Like, oh no, he is attracted to women. Yeah. I wonder if they wrote him as a gay character and then Fox Family was like Absolutely not. Mm. Like, you're not doing this. Because there have been gay sitcom characters before that, Rachel being one of them. That's right. Um, Shout out Rachel Roth and Titus. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I think that either that's just how he played it and they never questioned it or they, like, wanted him to be gay and couldn't. But, yeah, it's it's crazy yeah. that he's not. And, like, and I'm, I'm an open-minded person. Like, someone can be a domestic uh, worker and you know still be attracted and be a and be a man and mm-hmm. still be attracted to women and that's that's all cool yeah it's just he it just he plays it yeah <laughs> i'm allowed to say that 
Yeah, right. Yes, yes, Becca. I am not. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> but um, I, it's, yeah, it's just like he, it, it just would make more, I don't know. You know what Was I mean? Was that actor gay in real life? It's a he's really dead. good died. He died. Oh, it actually so broke sad. my heart when I heard about that. I know. He's a pretty um, successful actor, too. I'm just going to look up his little uh, IMDb really quick. Um, he's a very famous actor. He mm-hmm. did. He's done a lot of cool things. He's worked with Ben Stiller and Seinfeld, and he started in the comedy store. And he is, in fact, openly gay. Okay. Well, there, there you go. go. There you and go. And sadly died of liver cancer. I know. And yeah, in 2015, which really sucks. Really sad. Um, very, very sad. But yeah, but and I think that's why. I think it's like, it, he just was so clearly yeah, not. Yeah. Yes, he was gay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's unfortunate that that couldn't have just been part of the character. What it was. I mean, right. I think maybe a few years later it could have been, but I actually feel like I think it's sort of okay that he wasn't because I don't trust this show mm. from 2001 to like do that with like nuance and care. Like totally, yeah. there was already so much like fat phobia and oh my objectifying God. of women. And yes, like just a lot of of, of uh, stereotypical yeah just foisting on us. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I in this show too. Like I. The fat phobia, anytime something came up with that, it made me so sad because I was just like, these girls are here on this show. Like, you're already in Hollywood and then your show. Actually, like, did you? Us girls are watching it, too. Well, us, of course. Yeah, but, like, Mary-Kate and Ashley were, like, so affected by that. And, like, did you see, um, there was, like, one one episode, uh, they, like, mentioned Oprah. I think Manny was, like, oh, yes. her weight, watch her weight, weight fluctuate. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was, <laughs> that's one of the lines I, like, always remember. Yeah, I didn't remember that, and I was just, like, <gasps> like, my, like, um, conspiracy theory brain was, like, did <gasps> Oprah watch this and then years later interview them and ask them their size? <laughs> She'll, like, get back at them. I doubt it. that would be incredibly petty to blame two 14-year-olds for a line they didn't say on a show they didn't write. Yeah. Well, I still had the thought and needed to put it on my podcast. Yeah. Um, Well, definitely it was karma in some way. Yeah. A good kind. But so, yeah, that's, that's, okay, that was my one note there. And then my second note was the voicemail that Ashley sends to Travis in that episode. And that's when she, like, um, oh, yeah, is, like, trying to get him to go to the dance with her. And he calls her and just asks her to call her back. And, like, and so she calls him and leaves, like, five voicemails back to back. And I thought she did a really good job with that. Oh, her acting, her acting was really good in that. Yeah, she was really, really good in that. Like, hey, she's, yeah, really good. She's, she's really, really good funny. In the show. Yeah, she yeah. is really good in the show. I will say, like, what we kind of said in the last one, I feel like Ashley is really the more like animated, yeah. like phoning it in less. I feel like Mary Kate yeah. is a little more just sort of like grounded, reasonable, just like kind of whatever. Um, but it is interesting, actually. Like, I thought about this, like, and we've talked about the difference between, like, Mary-Kate type A versus Ashley type A, and I think that, like, Mary-Kate in this is the one who, like, expresses having anxiety and is, like, worried about stuff, and Ashley's Mm -hmm. more, like, free-loving, fun-loving, whatever, and it's just very different from two of a kind where like Mary Kate was the like chill sportsy one and who didn't care about school and Ashley was the like right. type A girly one so it's just interesting yeah. how they 
do that. It is really interesting. And I was thinking that while I was watching this is that um, I think they tried to keep their characters from winning London in this. I like think the character, so too. the yeah. character traits that they had defined then, mm-hmm. but like just as we talked about in Winning London, like they they said they kept telling us like I am the the anxious and type A one and yeah. I'm free living whatever, but like we don't actually see that. A no, lot. we really don't. We really don't. There's like we one really point don't. where Mary Kate. It was one of the earlier episodes where. I'll find it, but she was basically like, "How, like, how is it that two people who look so much alike can be so different?" Uh-huh. And I was just like, "Are you?" I clocked that. I clocked yeah. that. I think it's. I, I, we're gonna find it for we'll sure. Find it. Because and we'll see what it's in relation to. But yeah, yeah, I think it maybe was like the third episode or something. Yeah. Um, because it like really clocked with me because you're like, "How can we be so different?" And I'm like, "Girls, you not. You are not. You are the same. Your hair is different, but you're very right. similar. You're very similar people." I do. I do feel like I realize like as we've gone along, like they're at a certain point, like their voices become really different and really mm. distinct like they have yeah. like really different ways of talking and yeah. by the time we got to the like when we were listening to their podcast like in 2006 or whatever like they sounded like completely different people like mm-hmm. which they are but it's just interesting like how they developed such different voices yeah it is interesting that's I mean, again, with this Truman Show world that they have, <laughs> that that we got to watch, like yeah. watching people, and now also with this podcast that we're doing, we're really watching them grow up. Yeah. So it's funny to see how, like, we know they had the exact same lives for so mm-hmm. much, but, like, how two different people process their external mm-hmm. lives and mm-hmm. internal, like, and how that goes into your body and then manifests in your voice is yeah, Yeah, fascinating. It, is, it is really interesting. Yeah. Okay, so episode anything else? Oh, the the dumb thing about episode two with so Brian from two from Winning London who plays Brandon. Travis. Brandon is his actor name. Yeah, yeah but Brian. Brian from um, London. Yeah, like he Travis is a little time. Travis is a little time. He is such a weird character in this because he he yeah. disappears pretty quickly and then comes back in the last episode we just watched. Um, yeah, in I have thoughts 14. on why that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear. But um he's just such a weird like guy who's like Ashley's obsessed with him and mm-hmm. he like doesn't notice her, but he's like bad boy but really smart, but like just not developed at all. No, but like he's very underwritten. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense to me because the whole the whole Ashley calling him and being like, I'll go to the dance with you. Wait, you didn't ask me to go to the whatever. Like he did call her, and we never find right. out why. Right, like, exactly. Like, was he interested? And I mean, I guess we're supposed to understand that he was interested, or maybe was just returning her phone call because right. she did say that she was waiting for him to call her back. Um, so maybe he was just returning her phone call and was interested enough to see what she was calling about. Mm-hmm. But then after the multiple calls over and over he again, like, he was calling. like, "Okay, I'm done." Yeah. yeah. I think that's what we were supposed to believe. Um, it's just, yeah, it's. I thought I, I that felt bad. Like to watch, I was like, oh, she really did mess it up. I know. And then he's like, stop calling me, and she's just like, I'm just unlucky in love. And that's so stupid. I, it's so stupid that Ashley is just this like desperate like brain hey because like she's like the most gorgeous girl i've ever seen in my life like they're just both like so like they're she's like a tiny little movie star like it's like come on and for him to be like what's your name again like 
please. That is the hardest thing to understand. Like, Liz McGuire also kind of had this, too. Like, mm-hmm. you're a very, like, good-looking kid, well put together in fashion yeah. and everything. And I don't know why you're such a dork in yeah. this world. Like, I, even it's, I think it feels even more stark in so little time because they don't even seem that dorky. They Not seem at all. very cool. They're like, they incredi- should be popular. They're incredibly, like... The fact that they are 14 years old showing up to school in those outfits with that hair, like, they look like at least 18. They yes. look like adults. Like, they, <laughs> their parents keep calling them 14, and I'm just like, I know, it kind of what? jars me every time. Yeah, they're like, they, they seem so old and so mature. And that's just Mary-Kate and Ashley, like, growing yeah. up so early. But, like, yeah, it's, I don't, I do not believe that those girls would, like, struggle to find boyfriends. And also, like... They also, like, don't seem to have any friends. Like, I know. Maybe that's why they added the friend next half. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. They truly have zero friends. And also, like, I know I said this last time. I actually cut it out of the episode because um, it didn't go anywhere. But, like, I mentioned that, like, the school set was really sparse. Like, it was, oh, like, right. the cafeteria and then, like, a couple lockers. And yeah, And there's, yeah. like, one classroom. And it really is, like, with everyone, like, at lunch. Mm-hmm. In the cafeteria, there's, like, 20 people. And that's supposed to be the whole school. And then, like, the gym class is also in the cafeteria. Like, it's just, right. like, a very sparse set. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think they just didn't give them friends because they didn't have – they just – it was they just a budget. sparsely put together show, I guess. Like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. And this is something I wanted to, like, talk about, think about, and would like to research more in depth at some point was – is, like, how so little time – fit into Fox Family's life. Like, I don't, I want to say I don't think Fox Family had a whole lot of original shows before this. Yeah. This is the first one I remember. And also, I also remember Fox Family really becoming popular because of Two of a Kind. Right. And so they played a lot of reruns of other network shows on their channel. Right. And I don't know how much... They, like, Mary and Ashley were the queens of Fox Family at that time. Like, yes. the, the fashion forward that we watched was also yes. on Fox Family. They had two of a kind that was running, like, crazy on reruns. And they had marathons of their movies on Fox Family. And so I just, I, if, if I'm sure they did so little time at Fox Family because they were, Fox Family was just like, whatever you want, we'll do. Right. Like, right. we, uh, we are yours. Yeah. <laughs> do with us as you will. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know what that meant and how much funding that they had. I don't yeah. know what that meant and how much, like, um, resources or people, manpower, yeah. I mean, it also could have been, like, I mean, you know, Robert Thorne was in the EP, like, the EP. So, yes. like, he could have been, like, hey, guys, look, their fans will eat up anything. Like, we make yeah. these movies for $2. We make mm-hmm. so much money. It doesn't matter like do not like it feels to me like he was always pretty frugal and like raking in the cash so if he put this together I think it's probably about the same thing and and was he was he an EP on two of a kind as well that's a really good question and I want to say no yeah I can look it up yeah look it up because that makes a because that didn't feel 
sparse in the same way. Like that felt like a real show. And that was on ABC. So it probably That was a real show. They had yeah. all of the big network resources right, and all the right. big network writers, which also right. that's why it's hard to compare two of a kind and so right. little time. Right. Because they are just it's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it is it's not fair for a number of reasons. Like they yeah. don't have the money, they don't have the network. And the girls aren't as into it. And Yeah, there's also not the, like, um, there's not the same motivation. Like, Two of a Kind was supposed to be Mary-Kate Nashie's return to television. Right. This right. was going to be their big show. This right. was going to be the next full house that was going to run for 10, 7 seasons, whatever it was going right. to be. And So Little Time literally is just, like, they're begging this, us to do movies and we don't want to do it, so we'll just right. give them we'll a We'll compromise show. and do a show. It's like the <laughs> right. opposite. Yeah. Yeah, they have all the power here. Yeah. Okay, I am looking at Two of a Kind on IMDb and filmmakers, there's the directors, writers, producers. Here we go. These aren't, there's a lot of them because I don't think this is executive producers. But Robert Thorne's not listed even as a regular producer. Is he as an executive producer? Are they? Maybe go to Robert Thorne's IMDb. Yeah, he's not part of it. Wow! Wow! I think he. Pro- I mean, he helped them negotiate their deal. Yes, that and that that deal was done during Full House. That was right. like season three or something of Full House. Right. So, okay, so that gives me, that gives us a lot of insight. Like, that Robert does. Thorne was not part of Two of a Kind. That was just a straight-up network sitcom on TGIF, primetime, like, ABC. Whereas this is, like, wow. Robert Thorne cutting corners. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, honestly, this shows how much he believes in the twins and their quality ability, and in a bad yeah. way. Like, oh, yeah. I think, like, I feel like... Them. Right, he's just like, oh, the the girls will, all the fans will just eat it up, whatever they do. We don't have to try. We don't have to make something good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Rachel said, they made these for $2 and made millions of dollars. Like, right. he is out there. He's there to make money for them, and that's it. He doesn't care about the quality. He doesn't um, care about, like, even, like, challenging them or helping them in their in their pursuit of getting better at this. Yeah, which, no, not at all. If, if, if that was even something that they wanted to do, which at this point we kind of know they didn't. Right. But, you know, maybe maybe two years ago they did. Who knows? I don't know yeah. when the shift happened. But, like, if they ever did want to become, like, good actors or whatever it is, then yeah. they weren't surrounded by the legitimate team that would help them do that. Right. Yeah. The person who was the head of all of it wasn't like, girls, you are amazing. You can do whatever you want. I will support you. Like, he was just like, you guys don't really have anything of value aside from the fact that you're insanely popular among idiot girls so let's just create these like cheap fucking projects to make money and then go home like it doesn't feel like he was like nurturing them or like what do you want to do I mean he very clearly wasn't and the fact that they fired him as soon as they could like they were probably wanting to do this for so long that they didn't even have to think about it like the minute they could do it they're like yes here's the thing we've wanted to do absolutely and in that way Again, this is a testament to how fucking talented they are. The fact that Sodal Time was put together by Robert Thorne, and we know his strategy with all of this stuff, like give them two toothpicks and have them figure it out. Yeah. And then they figured it out. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, my like, God. All the odds were stacked against them, and they still 
did it. They yes. still fully influenced my style in 2001. Mm-hmm. Like, they still had a hugely popular show that, like, our listeners are going to be mad at us for not liking the pilot of. Like, mm-hmm. they they did it. They did. And uh, and here we are at episode episode three, The Color of Money, and my last note is good app. It took them good three apps to figure out, like, the, the couple of twigs that Robert Thorne gave them and yes. to make a beautiful mansion out of it. Yes. Okay, so this episode... Oh, right. Okay, so this is the episode where they um, raise money. Yes. And uh, Larry takes the money... Right, Larry takes the money to go to a concert, so they need to get jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, to get the money back for the fundraiser that they had. It has a really cute cold open. Was This is the one with the the, the banging of the breakfast. Oh, yes. Really cute. <laughs> I know. That, that I remember really well, too. Me, too. Really. Like, yeah. The, everyone comes in tired, all the, the girls and their mom, and um, Manuelo makes a little, like, beat with a mm-hmm. pan that they're making breakfast with, and it turns... Puts them all in a better mood and they dance out of the yeah kitchen. yeah and then really and then he's cute. like another day I don't have to make breakfast like yeah. very cute like really solid button really good really um, good. yeah so they raise money Larry uses the money to buy them concert tickets and so mm-hmm. now they have to like get jobs um, I do think it's fun oh, and they basically like create it like they do these jobs and they hate them and so they're mm-hmm. like we could outsource yeah. and so they like basically create like an, a job agency with like kids at their school yeah. and Mary Kate does this like coffee is for closure, closers scene um, mm-hmm. but it's like juicy juices for closers and as I was watching I was like this is so funny but like I don't I can't imagine like a single person watching this having any idea that this is like I Glenn fully did us. it like, like I as a kid Never. No. I, no. How, why would I know that? I like, still haven't seen Glengarry Glen Ross at this point, but at this point I have seen no, I've the scene. No, I've only scenes. seen the scene. I've only yes. seen the scene and the like parody scenes. I've never exactly. seen. Exactly. Yeah. But this was, I'm pretty sure, my first like exposure to that right. trope. And so as a kid, I had I, no idea. Yeah, so as a kid I was probably like, Cool, Mary Kate's being a boss. Like I right. don't think I, I don't think I would be like, ah, oh, what is this referencing? I who how could I know? Um but I do think it was funny, like in the I just think there are certain choices that they made in terms of, like, cutting corners that were like, yes, this this is not the best choice we can make, but it's going to be okay. Like, it's not worth it to, like, put in the effort to make it better. Like, for example, Mary-Kate gets a job babysitting little kids. Right. At her house. Right. Like, that just doesn't – but but why would they build a set for another house? Exactly. Like, exactly. I get it because it's just money. a tiny – yeah, it's a tiny little – tiny scene and the same as like when they're doing the presidential fitness test later it's the cafeteria with the the tables moved out of the way like right it's like why build a gym set like right in some ways as filmmakers ourselves we should be inspired by the resourcefulness (laughs) no I think that's the kind of thing where it's like I feel like as a filmmaker sometimes I'm like oh this is so much easier just do this but it's like if you're watching it you're like what Right. Like, it has to be believable. The amount of times they go to Neptune's net in this first Oh, my God. Neptune's net? Like, I hate Neptune's net. And I remember hating it as a kid, too. Because it's so, like, run down. And, well, first of all, I never believed. I I used to fucking, like, idolize L.A. like crazy. And I never believed that living in L.A., they would just only go to this one restaurant right. and I know it's because it's a set they have but like mm-hmm. I just felt like it was not nice enough and it was just a little yeah it was just a little 
drab. Well, they like, use it for both. That's the funny thing. Like, this is their everyday, like, diner type place that they go to. And then they also go to it for their fancy celebration dinner. That's why it's so stupid. It doesn't make sense. It always yeah. irritated me. Like, they, yeah, they'd go hang out. You live in Malibu. Go, right. <laughs> you go yeah. to a dingy Lord Lobster <laughs> Yeah, exactly. For everything. It's so, yeah. so stupid. But also, there's, like, three tables. So it's like, what are what town are you living? What is what is this? I always fucking hated Neptune's net, and I think I didn't know why then. That's and now, so that's funny. Why. Yeah, I know. I guess I always did notice that it shouldn't always be the same restaurant, and that was bothersome. But I didn't hate it quite as much. I think as you I did. really hated it, and I still do. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. So okay. now we have episode four. Yes, and we're rocking and rolling, and this yes. is something about Riley. Yes. I remember this very well. Like she, like when Larry's like, oh, she's a goddess with the go-gurt. Okay, mm-hmm. this scene um, with Ashley and Larry, I remember it at the time too because the, the it, this is actually one of the most confusing scenes in the show because I never understood what, what, what Ashley's objective was or how she felt yeah. about it. Because basically like, okay, I, Larry is like watching Mary-Kate like, eat a go-gurt across the room which now if like if i put that go-gurt on tiktok right now that go-gurt scene it would be taken down immediately our tiktok is already flagged constantly for minor safety which makes me so mad but like that is oh that is oh yeah she's like yeah it's pretty yeah it's pretty it's pretty explicit yeah Yeah. but um so he's like oh she's a goddess with a go-gurt and ashley is like well some people think we have resemblance and he's like i don't see it and then he's like um He's like, why don't girls like me? And she's like, well, I like you, Larry. And I remember mm-hmm. watching that. I was like, oh, she secretly likes Larry. Because she's saying, like, oh. we have a resemblance. I like you, whatever. And I, right. that's what it always felt like. And then, then he's like, will you be my girlfriend? And she's like, Larry, don't push it. And then she, like, beats him up for calling him a girlfriend. Um, yes. So I just, yes. that scene always felt really, I never understood Ashley's, what she was, I, maybe, it might have just been her acting. Like, I honestly thought her acting was, like, kind of nice in that scene because I thought she was, like, being a really good, like, supportive friend. Mm. I think – I really think it's the writing. And I think, like, there is such a sleepiness to the writing. And I yeah. noticed this over and over again in episodes. Like, the way an episode would start and even sometimes the way a scene would start, it would be, like, completely abandoned halfway <laughs> through. And I was just like, eh, let's forget it. Let's, let's end this a different way. Yeah. <laughs> and it was always like, okay, did you all – okay, for – Two thoughts at once. I was like, yeah. did you all just, like, start getting, like, um, bored of what you were writing and just, like, yeah. start writing something else? Or, number two, like, is this, like, what Rachel is telling us, that they lock, got locked in a room for a week to write an entire oh, film? And just what, probably. Did they just write all of these in, like, one day? It was probably really rushed. Um, probably. I, yeah. I have to imagine it was very, very rushed. So, like, look. I, I, I'm sure your your job was tough with Robert Thorne as your as your boss. So yeah. writers, you you did the best you could, but it's it just like you poop out quite a lot. Writing the show. <laughs> what do you and have that, an example of like a, a scene where they did? This? Okay, all right. Here's an example. Okay. All right, in um, the episode "Rules of Engagement," okay. that's the episode episode twelve when they um, are trying to figure out what to do about their anniversary, right? And um, they are like setting up like Jake doesn't want um, doesn't know if Macy is going to do anything about their anniversary. Macy right. doesn't know, and so they both tell Manuelo like, "Don't tell him anything. If I um, don't tell." 
don't tell them that I said anything about the anniversary. Right. And he's like, okay, I can get used to this. Yeah. And then, um, then like, a scene later, they're both just out to dinner being like, I didn't know what to do about our anniversary. Yes. Okay, that's, that is exactly. crazy. It's like, like, you set up a farcical situation. You set up a situation. conflict. Yeah. Yes. And then they just abandon it. Yes. Completely. That, I completely agree with that. Yeah. And it was like, and, so you thought this was going in one direction, and now we're just going to switch and have yes. a date. We could have done that from the beginning if that's what yes. we wanted to do in the episode. But now that we switched our minds, we can't go back and change it because we don't have enough time to write I know. the episode. I think, I think they must have pooped this out in a little room. Like, I think that this is just like, it's too but also let me say on that note bigger picture in terms of their separation that really bumped me because I don't think the show has a clear idea of what their separation is like Mm -hmm. they they at least said that it had been six months which is good but like they I wrote this down during this scene because, like, this is not what it's like to be separated. Like, no. especially if you have kids. Like, uh-huh. they – we don't know why they separated. Mm-hmm. And they are not – Something about work. Something about work. That is – Okay. Comes up kind of often, but it's but not clear. They're not – Neither of them has any goals with it. Neither of them has any specific thing they are hoping to get out of it. Neither of them is moving in a specific direction towards trying to make it work or getting divorced. They, like, this is just not how it works. Like, there's a point in this scene, because basically they go on a date for their anniversary while they're separated. Jake is basically like, why don't we date each other? Come on, let's date each other. And Macy's like, Okay, that could be nice. And I was just like, as someone who's been through a version of this, like oh. without kids, like whatever, like mm-hmm. this is not how it works. Like you're not right. just like kind of in this new status quo of separation that is a final state and someone suggests dating. Okay, we could do that. Or we could not do that. Like that's just like not – the separation is a like transitory, like transitional – state like right you kind of decided you're probably gonna get divorced well right? either way to take that step you're either well not necessarily but like mm-hmm. you you you're deciding something yeah or you're tortured by indecision but you're not just like we're separated indefinitely and then one person is like oh let's date each other and then the other's like okay like macy should have an idea of what she is moving towards like to give someone mm-hmm. this, the thing of like let's date like she should be like yes I think that's a good idea or that's not the direction I'm moving towards that doesn't make sense for me like it's like what who initiated it like what what is it like why are they separated it just doesn't it feels so like loosey-goosey like any suggestion could go any direction like it just doesn't feel real at all and like no one seems to care like the kids again just like in the pilot like they don't seem to be affected by this at all yeah right I'll say the like on the flip side I do think that there is something brave about putting a separated family on a sitcom yeah absolutely I like I think a lot of a lot of kids probably were really relieved to see that to see like that kind of dynamic in a family yes um so and I so and to that end, I think what you're saying is very true. Like you can't have a sitcom where that's like 
I mean, it could be interesting to have a sitcom really diving into, like, the darker sides of a separation. But yeah. you also, I, I get why they didn't want to lean too much into that. I but I don't at, even think it, oh, sorry, go ahead, go. No, I was just going to say, but it, it just, it, they didn't define it at all. I think they, they set yeah. it up and then they kind of abandoned the opportunity to explore what this could mean. Yeah, exactly. And I don't even think it needs to be the darker side of separation. I wrote, like, I actually agree with you that I really like the idea of like a separated family like they kind of work together they don't hate each other like what does that look like how do they navigate it like that is great and you don't see that a lot and that's super nuanced and I love that I wish maybe that's why they feel like they have so little time is because they're they're getting pushed and pulled in so many different directions exactly we figured it out Um, yeah they're not always together they have so little time yeah no but I think like I I do think that's a great idea and I just don't think that they're I think it's lazy the way that they're doing it. It's just like mm-hmm. the parents, like they're not divorced, they're not married, they're, one of them's not dead. They're separated. That's what they are. And let's just do a sitcom and the parents are separated. But like it's not – you need to like follow through with like what that actually would look like and they're not yeah. doing that at all. It's like so loosey-goosey. Like it's just – it just doesn't feel – and like – for teenagers, like, that is very confusing. Like, your parents have been yeah. married until you're 14 years old, and then suddenly they're separated, and they're kind of dating. Yeah. But they're not checking in with you. You're not talking to your sibling about it. Like, the not knowing if your parents are going to stay together and having them just kind of date – or sometimes, like, with the career day episode where they're like, oh, they can't be in a room together. They'll kill each other. It's like, oh, right. That's not true. That's they, not true. We've seen them yeah. be together in a lot of episodes, yeah. actually. Like, it just, I feel like it, like, the reality of these characters are only, they're, more like, molded and changed to serve the specific plot of that episode. And it just isn't yes. consistent. That's true. And I, I think I think some of that is first season, like, cramps of a sitcom you are trying to figure out what the dynamic is and what the tone is that you're Mm -hmm. trying to go for but yeah it it seems like a decision if a decision was made is that they're going to use the separation as a a way to make a will they won't they out of their parents and that seems like that's kind of the most consistent thing that happens throughout the show at least in the first half that we've seen i think that makes sense but there's no for a will they, won't they? Like, there's, like, longing and, like, weight attached to it. And you want them to get together and you care. And this is more, like, it's just so casual. It like, is it's so just, casual. Yeah. that And then I think that's maybe the part that is so unfortunate. Because you have a situation that automatically has stakes built into yeah. it. And you have, like... It, it just shouldn't be casual. Like, that's anything but casual. There should be awkwardness everywhere. Yes. And if you were in a sitcom, you can play into that yes. awkwardness. Yes. And you can have, like, these fun farcical or, like, misidentity or whatever kind of tropes yeah. that you want to play. But you can really play with a lot. And I yeah. do feel like they missed that opportunity. I mean, the fact that they, like, totally abandoned – and this is just one example of many. Like, they totally abandoned the thing of, like, don't – like, don't tell Macy I asked about the uh, yes. anniversary. Don't, And then the fact that they abandoned that – I can't trust them to, like, keep a whole thread of the, like, nuances of the separation. But, like, they could have made it so easy. Like, literally, like, Macy initiates a separation. She wants to be separated. Jake doesn't. Like, uh-huh. even just that and, like, the butting heads of that. And, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. What are, like, 
what are they trying to do? Like, what is each person trying to do? What is each person trying to get from the other person? Is Macy trying to move on and not be together? Is Jake trying to stay together? Or like, how did how did this separation start? Why did they both agree to it? Like, mm-hmm. what is driving it? And what are they trying to do now? Like that, you need, the writers need to sit and ask themselves these questions. <laughs> they just like, they, because it's not the same. Sounds like you want to sit down in this writer's room and I just do. give them all a scolding. And be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> separations are for closers um but, <laughs> um but like yeah it's just like it's just easy questions you have to ask yourself because right now it's just like a separation is not the same status quo as like married or yes divorced for five years whatever like it's like it's an active state Right. Because there's also something funny to be had if this was a separation situation that they've had for like the last five years and we're coming into it like yeah. now. Now yeah. they've created this new status quo where they all kind of are family, but they've gotten so comfortable with their dad just living in a trailer. Right, right. For not a real strong reason. Like they're not really going to get fully divorced. Right. Like yeah. this is just yeah. like a fun, funny like dynamic that they have set up. And maybe. Yeah. And maybe that's part of what the show, like, that's kind of part of the funny thing about it is that it is such a weird, dumb yeah. <laughs> way to be separated. That's but not they don't comment on it. Like, they don't, exactly. they don't exactly. actually play that, like, at all. Mm-hmm. So I think they just are lazy about it and not following through with it. Well, again, their boss is Robert Thorne, so... Yeah, what? can't expect uh, anything. And Robert Thorne, if you're listening, I'm sorry we're being so harsh on you this episode. We still would love to talk to you. Um, yeah. Like, it's 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 okay. Like, we, we'll, we're we here to listen to your side. Yes, we're here for you, Robert. For you, we're Robert. your friends. <laughs> you can trust us. Come on. Come on. Uh, um... All right, okay, so episode four still. I remember, yes. like, the, there's, like, a hot fireman that comes to their house, and Macy basically, like, it just, I'm not going to be crude, but, like, she can't, she cannot handle it. Oh, um, yes. And, um, but then there's, like, a fire, and everyone's, like, trapped in the fire, right? Was that this episode? Oh. Oh. I mean, I wrote down, I wrote Fireman. Maybe that's a You're different right. one. You're right. No, this is that episode because I also wrote down that this ending is so fast and unearned and that happens in that episode. Yeah. I do remember liking this episode as a kid and I was so, I had so much hope while I was watching it and then it just kind of never follows through with the Larry yeah. and Riley stuff. At least and, not yet. Yeah, at least not yet. Macy goes to go save Jake at right. her, his trailer and then kind but of Teddy is there. Teddy and then, so then she's like, I'm not going to save you. Right. And then Teddy yeah. is like, she's basically like, I wouldn't fuck you even if we had five minutes left. Right. And then, but then later she's like, I got to go, but I love you. Like episodes later, right. like, cause she's quitting modeling and it's like, which one is it, Teddy? Oh my I have God. a lot of, I, we need to talk about Teddy. Okay. Um, okay. But uh, I did write in this episode, this show does have a sort of goofy funness to it. And that was yes. the first time that I really felt that in that episode. Like mm-hmm. Mary Kate and Ashley seem to be like, they're not having fun that I've seen in other ways, but it seems like it is a little fun. They don't seem miserable. Right. Yeah. I think they maybe at, at, around this time, they like have fallen into a groove with being on this show and just getting their lines figured out and just moving on and doing it. And they are able to like 
have some fun, go to work, and then go yeah. back to their lives. Yeah. It feels like they hit a balance at some point. I think so. In this this time of filming. Yeah. Because it does feel like the pilot felt very, like, parents-heavy and the kids didn't have anything to do. And now it feels like they're sort of, like, having fun and, mm-hmm. you know, driving it more. Totally. Totally. And I will say at this point, too, this is a big general note, but it was – I wrote it down for this episode. The whole Larry pining for Riley or just being their weird friend – is really inconsistent and I think yeah. it really works best when Larry is just their weird friend. Yes. It's like when we have these episodes that are all about Larry weirdly and like we said in the pilot like aggressively trying to just get Riley. Yeah. It doesn't work. It's not fun. But no. when he is their like weird friend who happens to have a crush on Riley that's a fun dynamic and the three of them are fun and I think the actor yeah. Jesse Head I think is his name is a very funny, very physical, very funny physical yeah. comedy actor. Yeah, he is funny. And I, I totally agree with you. And that's why, like, in the pilot, I was like, I kind of remember him as their friend, but in the pilot, he's just yeah. this weird stalker. But yeah, I agree. Like, there's... And it's funny because, like, even if he... Like, he still, like, idolizes them in general and will do anything for them. I know it's, like, Riley-driven, but it's, like, like yeah. the episode where, like, they're like Mary Kate and Ashley are separated and he's their study buddy yeah and he has to like go back and forth and drink so much coffee and like yeah whatever like that's really fun because he's just he's their goofy supportive. friend yeah. yeah um and they also were like oh Larry like well how do we make it up with you have yeah, a hot really cup of coffee so- <laughs> right very funny but yeah. they also seemed like genuinely like sorry right like, oh, we didn't know we put you through that like right was, exactly like, this is a nice this is a nice friendship it's a weird dynamic but yeah it's a nice friendship exactly but then sometimes he's like hanging out her window and is like her stalker and it's like you just and or imagining the episode, her naked yeah it was Ugh. like oh god stop yeah or like the episode we just watched like the most recent one where um he is like she's like oh I'm gonna like give Larry a chance and ask him to do a study a study date and he like yeah dies and I'm just like you just studied like you're you're coming over all the time to do stuff okay. like look I'm gonna say it I'm gonna say it now that episode that we just watched that is technically, according to IMDb, um, and Simply Olsen. By the way, go to Simply Olsen and watch all these watch videos. All these. This is Simply how Olsen. we watch these. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> At Simply Olsen on Instagram, it's going to be tagged. Yeah. Um, the Breakfast Club is yeah. the 15th episode. I am 99% sure, because I don't actually have the literal confirmation, but <laughs> all, all signs point to this was filmed in that first two, three episode batch. Oh. Because for, like, the Larry stuff is un- is underdeveloped. Honestly, their hair is, like, I know people can get haircuts, but yeah. their hair <gasps> is, like, shorter and blonder. Oh, in the s- And it matches more in that first one. So I think for whatever reason, also if you notice their, like, camera work is really strange and yeah. really weird positions and stuff, I would bet money, and good money, that this was like filmed earlier it didn't work they didn't like it they were gonna scrap it or whatever and then they um didn't know what to do with it they had a slot that was just like maybe an empty slot of like a bad holiday week and they just put this in later after they did better episodes up top yeah and thinking like no one will notice or whatever you are a genius <laughs> bet so much good money on this because i think you're oh, right you and now after we record i need to go back and watch this, this is episode 14 the breakfast club mm-hmm. because so travis 
And Travis is in it. That's the he other clue. completely disappears mm-hmm. after, like, episode three. Yep. And now he's back, and Ashley is completely obsessed with him and asks her mom advice about him. Mm-hmm. That fully follows the first couple of episodes. And then yep. – And Larry also, like – That actually makes so much sense because, like, Larry is, like, hiding in Mary-Kate's locker. Yes. And and the, yes. and doing the mime thing. Mm-hmm. And all of that is shit that he did in the beginning. He yeah. didn't do that as much later. Like, he was more involved in their lives later. I and, always wonder if this was – Oh, go on. Go on. Finish. No. And then just, like, yeah, the fact that he – She said, let's do a study date. Mm-hmm. And – he faints even though they've studied and hung out and done other projects together multiple times that makes so much sense that that would have been done earlier Mm -hmm. I almost wonder if this is like was the first pilot (laughs) and it was so bad or like Uh, it didn't work as a pilot establishes enough okay maybe it doesn't it's probably the second episode I don't know. Whatever don't know. it is. Well, also, okay, another inconsistency in this episode, which makes a lot more sense if it was early before the characters were drawn out, is that Chloe wins the, like, most perfect student award. Yes. And that was the thing that I was going to say when I was talking about how different their characters are. I was like, this is the exception because mm-hmm. it's usually Mary-Kate in this is the one who is, like – you know, being the best, whatever. And Ashley is, like, flighty, like, can't remember anything, loves shopping, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. And this is just not consistent with her character, that she'd be, like, perfect, perfect. Like, basically, Ashley, like, keeps trying to get detention because that's Mm -hmm. where Travis is. And she keeps doing all these bad things, but all the teachers assume that the kids in her periphery are the ones who are the bad ones because she couldn't possibly get it because she's so good. And that's just, like, not the character we've seen for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. So no, it's that not. makes a lot of sense. You're yep. the smartest girl in the world. Oh, I am God. so proud of you. I oh. could not have – I that makes so much sense. <laughs> I, it has to be. I think it just has to be. I think so too. So then we move on and then um, we get to the girls just want to have fun, which is our Rachel Roth episode, yeah. which is a really solid episode. Oh, Rachel is so yeah. This is this is like so far the best episode for sure. Yeah, I really liked this episode so far. Five, five was I was really like, oh right, we are going, we are yeah, we're clipping. This is perfect. Yeah. So this is the episode where Rachel is like the bad girl, and she asks them to like uh, help her study for a test so that she doesn't like flunk out of school or whatever. And then she's like, in exchange, I'll like invite you to the party, which is yeah. At the school at midnight. And this is where mm-hmm. we get the classic scene of like casserole means beer. Like so mm-hmm. it's so funny. Like they're legitimately so funny in it. They are. The the bad girl walk is when I first saw Iconic. that. I've seen it a few times because I was looking it up for a TikTok, but it made me cackle it's so much. So funny. <laughs> they're so funny. Doing the bad girl walk. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh my god. Um Ugh. no. I notes. Think it's, yeah. No, no, no. It's truly. I mean, I really remember like a Larry being like, that party is so bad. They have chips and dip. Like, I always remember that because it's so stupid. And then later it's like in the newspaper right. like, that they have chips and dip. Which <laughs> is so funny. Oh, I, I guess my one note was like, uh, um, Larry does like dress up as a girl to get into the party because oh, he thinks yeah. he'll have a better chance. And then the guy follows him home and like, 
as he's running through, he's like, my date, you have to get him away from me. He won't take no for an answer. And I like I audibly was like, yikes. Yeah. Oh, same. Yeah. Like he has a cute button. He's like, I'm simply not that kind of a girl, which I was I also. <laughs> no, I hate that because yeah. it's like there's so much problem in that. So there's many like problems. so much to unpack because it's like. It's supposed to be funny because it's like that's what girls have to deal with is like guys who can't take no for an answer. But then it's like if you give in, you're that kind of girl who lets herself get sexually assaulted. Like, right, right. uh, I was honestly just kind of like relieved it wasn't a homophobic joke or transphobic joke. It was just a general like, you know, just general sexist sexist rape culture joke. (laughs) Right. Just normal stuff. Um, yeah, no, I... So that'd be my one. That'd be my one I note, hated but, that. You know, yeah, so. I, I also uh, clocked that. Um, mm-hmm. There's things like that that happen in the show, but yeah. that show from 2001 won't I do that. think it's very funny and silly and dumb that, like, Mary-Kate and Ashley, once they started talking to Rachel, like, just fully started, like, dressing like her in a costume, basically. And then she started talking to them, and without, like, no no skipping a beat. No, like, why are, are you making fun of me? Like, why are you right. dressed like me? She's like, hey, guys, yeah, so history test. Like, she just keeps talking to them. They look insane. That is the funny thing about this episode, is they do this, they go out of their way to change the way they dress and keep saying that their parents will kill them if they see them dressed this way. Yes. First of all, it's not, it, it's just, it's, it's, they're fully covered. It's they're, just wearing they're wearing their black. same outfits with the exact same cuts. Yes. And like black and like just a fake black, tattoo. a lot more black eyeliner and yeah. fake tattoos. But like it's never acknowledged. It never helps them. It no, never It never does anything. It, it never does do, anything. It's just an excuse for them to wear like <laughs> yeah. slightly rocker gothic clothes. Right. It's not like Rachel sees them and is like, oh, you I guys have no idea. You guys look great. You should come to the party. No, it doesn't. It I doesn't wish she do had said anything. something like that. Right? Yeah. No, but it's, it's so bizarre. She doesn't even remotely acknowledge it. It does yeah. not do anything. But we um, get the bad girl walk, so that's yeah. Good. Oh, oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, but it doesn't do anything except entertain. Um, oh, I also think it's so weird. I don't know if you noticed this, but like around episode five is when they start doing like two to three scenes in the cold open and it's like really yes. weird to me like okay yes let's talk about this why do they do it i don't know i don't think they understand cold opens but also yeah. i feel like they rely so heavily on quick cuts in this show which yeah. is very strange for a sitcom yeah i mean i'm relieved for mary kate and ashley because that means that they have to memorize less large scenes yeah which is yeah. good um, but at the same time, like, there are so many weird cuts to things that are unnecessary. Yeah. And and that happens a lot in the cold open. I'm always just kind of like, oh, that was a funny joke. So little time. Oh, we're, no, we're not there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, five minutes in, it's like, so little time. I'm like, well, what? We haven't done this yet? Like, right. yeah, it's so weird. Like, if you, if you do a scene in a sitcom and you end on a joke, you cut to the song. That yes. is how a cold open works. You don't do two or three scenes. Like, I think they felt like they needed to establish the A, B, and C stories before yeah. doing the cold open, but that's not how it works. The perfect cold open that they have in this is episode two or three when they're banging on the kitchen stuff. Right. The he does the joke, about. and mm-hmm. then it's a little tap. That's all you – that's it. Perfect. That's it. The first time they did the two cold opens was when they did – I don't remember the first scene, but then they did um, – the dad in Neptune's net meeting like the divorce club guy. Yeah. And I was like, how are they allowed to do this scene right now? This is the show. Like this right. isn't. And then they cut to it. And I was like, they must have, they must have like 
tried it one way and they edited it and it didn't work so they had to squeeze this in here and I was like trying to think of how they wrote it originally <laughs> and then but then they did it for every episode after that and I was just like oh yeah. you you don't know what you're doing you don't know I mean again it doesn't matter at all I just these was guys, like these were these were like Fox family writers and I hope I hope this was your first job for most of your writers and yeah. like, you learned a lot and um, what a great opportunity you had yeah I, yeah um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really hope I really hope this was your first. I hope I hope you went on to great things. And this wasn't the great thing you went on to. Okay. Um <coughs> Okay, episode And then we've got you've got mail. Six. Episode 6. Um okay. Okay, I can I remember this at the time too. Like so basically like Macy is like contacted by like the guy she had the crush on in high yes. school. And it's a class of 1985 and I like couldn't wrap my head around that like my parents graduated my parents went to school in like the 60s and 70s and I was younger than Mary-Kate and Ashley and it just was like crazy to me that they had to be that young like she was 19 when she had them like so crazy why why did you need to be that they never they never make it a thing it's just like well of course we're women we're young like we're young I'm young working in fashion how did you have time to have a kid and like establish a huge career with a mansion on the beach with twins at 19 19 that's and it's not the story we cannot stress enough how much this is not the story of the of the show it's not triumphant it's not like you (laughs) you got pregnant and you made the best of a bad situation it's like we're just normal parents. You know, it's also interesting. They talk often about how they Manny's been with their family for 15 years. So right. they also had Manny, I guess, right before. Maybe they hired him as soon as she got pregnant. Maybe. So I guess maybe they're just a rich family. Maybe they That's, had family money. Yeah. yeah maybe she That's had family money. But the way it's established is like she is a self-made fashion lady. Right. Like, yeah, it's a- so – it's just such a show. Also, <laughs> I need – I'm really trying to figure out their house. Like, is it – a mansion a or condo. is it a condo? Is it a condo? I, I think it's a condo. Yeah, okay. because if the, when they show the backside of it where you can see the windows that are facing towards the beach, there's multiple like balcony levels. Okay. And so I I'm I am full, and like the whole thing takes place on this one level and then there's like a duplex. Well, there's the they upstairs. have their bedrooms right. yeah, upstairs and because, Nanny lives upstairs too. Right, because also like their office is like in the kitchen and like right. all their fashion stuff. So it feels squeezed, but it's also like that's how they built the sets for this show. Like their sets right. are very minimal and like they do say like when when Manny goes missing, they're like Malibu Beach House, seven AM. Like they kept calling it Malibu Beach House. They do call it a beach house. That's true. I just don't think they own the whole thing. I think it would be bigger. It would be so much bigger. It's, it's still a, a nice. It's still a nice condo. It is a nice condo, but like, it's just it's very unclear. It's very unclear. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I. I think it makes me feel better to think of it not as the whole house. Yeah. I, because I, think, I yeah. can't imagine, I can't fathom that much wealth. Also, Ashley always has money out problems. So yeah, but that's classic like rich people making a show about and like kids not. It, they're the economics of this show are not realistic at all. Like right. in any way, like the kids I, don't have money. The parents like are ri- the mom is rich in a mansion. The dad has quit, so therefore he is in a trailer. That also is ridiculous. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I just don't, I think I, I, you think it's the guarantee, whole house? 
I don't know if it's a whole house, but I do need to say that I can guarantee that the economics of the show were not carefully worked out. Fair. I, totally, there's no way that they, yeah. Totally fair. I guess in my mind, I'm just like, it makes more sense to me the situation that they're in if it's just a condo, yeah. a very expensive condo. They're still right. a very rich, wealthy family. Yeah, they're, they're on just the beach. Not, yeah, but they're just not billionaire, billionaire. rich where they right. have yeah the whole house. But I do think that shows, especially this kind of show, like would tell us that this is a normal sort of well-off family in a mansion on the beach. Like in yeah. this show, it's not a billionaire who lives in that house. Like it's, I mean, it's like any fucking like uh, Nora Ephron or like Na- any, not Nora Ephron, any Nancy Myers movie where like you're a playwright and you have a house in the Hamptons on the beach with an insane right. kitchen. It's like, it's just not real. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I just don't think they have a whole house. Well, you guys let us know what you think. Because okay. I really I really have been, like the whole time I was watching it, I was like trying to figure it out. And they wouldn't <laughs> tell me. They wouldn't give me a clear answer. So I would love to know what you guys think. Please tell us. Please, Please. tell us what you think. Let us know in the comments. Okay. We have comments now and Patreon. Yeah. Um, okay, so you've got mail. Yeah, great, great episode. I think there's not much. I don't have money up other notes well they have to do community service um ashley is helping an old man who's literally 38 with like his hair dyed white she says he's 78 and i'm like oh come on no he is not being a senior citizen i mean he also like i just don't feel like a 78 year old unless you're like well that's the thing about mary kate and ashley sitcoms is like the 70 year old woman next door was like that's true 99 And this guy, no, a 78-year-old, I think they're just kids, so they think that 70 is old. Like, kids think 30 is old. You know what I mean? It's like... Right. Their parents are 30, yeah. Right. Their parents are always 30. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this actor is definitely like 38, and then, um, but yeah, she's helping him, and he like can't walk because he's 78. It's it's stupid. Yeah, Um, right, right. And that has a weird... (laughs) Teddy, we, okay, at what point do you want to talk about Teddy? I don't know. We can talk about her now. Because this is, she's used as a plot device in this one and in multiple ones like yeah. this, where it's like, let's bring in Teddy because she's hot and right. that will help solve our problem, right. mostly with the men that right. we are so having issues with. So basically, this man is a grouchy, grumpy man and he hates his birthday. And Ashley is obsessed with planning birthdays. So she, <laughs> like, gives him Teddy, basically. Yes. Like, which And yes. her hotness makes him able to walk again. Right. Okay. Yes, Teddy is used as a pawn in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I just, I have the same questions that I had in the pilot, and if not more. Like, <laughs> what is, what is their contract with her? Yeah. What, how is she just available for, like, anything yeah. that they need? It, she is they she is presumably a world famous model. They say like, that often. She's yes. a supermodel. Yes. Supermodel means that you're a supermodel. Or supermodel. There's like parameters Crawford, to have that. Like, yes. You are a supermodel. You are a famous Naomi supermodel. Naomi Watts. Yes. Naomi Campbell, not Naomi Watts. Oh. <laughs> Naomi <laughs> Watts. The satisfied <laughs> face you had after you delivered that. Like, I got one. <laughs> I had I 
<laughs> I was like, there was a, p- a piece of terror in me. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to say this last name right. Yeah. And then I said Watson. I was like, that felt I got good. it. Nailed it. No notes. I um, was like, what's the Beyonce song? <laughs> Naomi Campbell, walk. Naomi Campbell, walk. Okay, sorry. Um, yes. But yeah. That's a supermodel. Yeah, model. she's a supermodel. But she mm-hmm. is, she comes in and out of their house sort of like a whiny teenager and she just is there for fittings all the time. And mm-hmm. she's Macy's go-to model for everything. Yeah. She's like the exclusive model, it right. seems like. But if you're and a supermodel, that's not a thing. No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know the world of fashion very well. I mean, I do know certain brands use the same models over and over and over again. Right. Pretty often. Um, the Row famously uses Ken... Kendall Jenner quite often okay not, not really in their photo campaigns more but, on the runway but they also but. use many other models and Kendall Jenner is in a million other things true like it seems like Teddy is at their house every day and yes. available for dates available to like distract dates into not loving Macy anymore like just available to be used for being hot a lot well, well I don't think we should also underestimate the success of Jake and Macy's fashion business. Right. Which is also very unclear, but the show, I think, really wants me to believe, especially in that episode where they have the um, editor of the magazine come over to them to, like, do an article based on them, and she's, like, obsessed with Jake. Like, you are a vision genius. I'm obsessed with you. Right. I do feel like they are supposed to be very, very successful designers in this world. I think so. And that brings me to, like... In the world of, like, if they're in a successful designer, I don't think they'd live in a condo. I think they'd live in a house. Like, in the world of TV. But, and also, I don't think that Jake would live in a trailer. I know that he's trying to simplify and he, like, quit his job. But Mm -hmm. if he's a famous fashion designer. Right. He can get an apartment. Like, I just, I don't understand why he's in a trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they also don't act like they are like any sort of international big like they like saving the money to go to Iceland when they got sick like was a bonus. Like right. that Right. I, it does seem like they are like hot designers, but maybe yeah. not like the most famous designers. I don't know. And it's, yeah. So, like I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say in regards to Teddy is that Teddy maybe has some sort of incentive to mm-hmm. continue to work with them because they have yeah. a lot of cachet for yeah. whatever that is in the fashion world. Yeah, that's fair. I just think it's weird to establish this model as like coming in and out of their house all the time and always being there and only having it be her. Like that's the thing right. that's weird is like if there are those people with models around them doing all this stuff, they'd have at least one or two other models like, stop by to do something. But it just feels right. like they only If she was like a neighbor, that would make a lot right. more sense. It's like, yeah. well, we're never planning well enough. So we always just have to call her fashion <laughs> model neighbor. neighbor. Or like she's somehow friends with Macy from something. And I know they like go to the yes. beach together. I think they are friends. Right. But it's just, yeah, it's just unclear. A lot of the details are unclear. I also, with Teddy, I... She... They tell us a lot about how hot she is. Most of what she says is about how beautiful she is, which is just, like, so weird. Like, I don't know. Like, there's, like, a scene when she's, like, I don't know. They're, like, how are you you able to be in this ad when you're sick? She's, like, when you're hot, you're hot. Like, she's always just, like, I am so hot. Or, like, this guy doesn't like her. And she's, like, he must be blind and gay. Like, all this stuff. But, like. That's so weird. Like, no one who's hot talks about themselves like that. Like, 
No, which makes me feel like she probably isn't actually a huge supermodel because <laughs> a huge supermodel wouldn't talk like but that. But I feel like on the show, it's so basic, like so base level. It's like, oh, if she's a hot yeah. supermodel, she talks about being hot supermodel. Like, right, right. I don't think they'd make her character. And you're not saying she's like, not beautiful. No, she is. She's like, I mean, it's it's always hard on shows when they're like, that's the beautiful one because everyone is beautiful. Yeah, that is. And that is what's really, really hard. That's like when when they had Macy was like, I'm invisible when she's around. It's like, but you're so beautiful. Yeah, like right. everyone is like, yeah, everyone is gorgeous. You're right. on a TV show. So it is like it does feel like they have to say that to us over and over and over again, because otherwise we wouldn't know because yeah. everyone is so right. beautiful. Yeah, I just think it's weird that she herself is like oh my god I'm so hot I can't believe how hot I am um yeah 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 so I know it's it's a weird thing I I like her on the show I think yeah I like her too but I think I was always bothered by her because I didn't understand the deal she should have she should have more to do and say than just be I am beautiful and then people use me because I'm beautiful I honestly feel like Teddy is the human Neptune's net of this show (laughs) like I feel like she is just like the go-to person to use for stuff she's like multi like different purposes she serves a lot of different purposes yeah Mm -hmm. she'll be super super like famous when you need her to be but she'll also just be like a, a fitting or struggling clothes. model, yeah. like just yeah. trying to make it by. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that's why both <laughs> of those things really always irritated me. Teddy and yeah. Neptune's net. That that makes a lot of sense. That's yeah. It's consistency. You as a child wanted a consistent story, and yes. you were not getting it. I wasn't getting it, and I'm still not. Mm-hmm. But again, we you know they do the best they can. Of course. All right. Okay. So- episode seven. Ooh, Man in the Middle, part one and two. Wow. Okay. Wow. I really remember this one. I do too. I I don't know why they would put a two-parter not as like a finale for a sitcom. That's strange. I I, but... You know what? They're going to do it. It's, it's so little time. I don't, you know what? They're going to do it. They're going to um, do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, I, I actually thought this first one was really interesting and I thought Taylor Negron did a good job. And I thought so too. He moved. I was moved really at the end. Me too. I was too. moved at the end. I cried a when, little. Oh, you you cried a little when he bit. Wasn't in the family a little photo? bit. Look, sad men in suits break my heart. Like oh. I can't even explain it. But like they're dressed up for something and then they can't do the thing. That like that that breaks my heart. That breaks my yeah. heart every time. Because um, I think as most men don't like wearing suits. I think it's that, but I think it's also just like, I'm dressed up. I'm going to go to the dress up thing. And then mm-hmm. they're like, you can't do it. And then they're so, they're like sad and embarrassed in a suit. Oh, huh. Like they're dressed up, but sad. I can't explain it, but it like, it just breaks no, my I heart. No, I feel it. I feel it right now. You're explaining it. I'm here with you. Disappointed heart, sad men in suits or, yes. or bow ties really break my heart. Um, yeah. Valid, valid. Yeah. And I think that the arc, too, and they started it being, like, him asking for a raise and right. her being, like, you just torched my pants. Right. Like, was, like, it looked like, it, felt, it seemed like a funny opening. Yeah. But it's, it, I was so impressed. I was honestly, like, taken a little back. I was, like, oh, my God, we're making a whole arc out right. of this. Yeah. Well, that's joke. the thing. That's why it was such a good episode because it actually had a plot and an arc and it planted seeds and it followed through. Like, it was, like, Wow. <laughs> That is impressive. Are they nominated for an Emmy? Like, it was like... Actually, Mary Kate did get nominated for an Emmy for this show. Are you kidding? Yeah, a daytime Emmy, but an Emmy nonetheless. Oh, my God. And then they were upset because Ashley didn't get a nomination. How did I not know that? I don't know. 
Do your that's, research, babe. Sorry, babe. <laughs> uh, that is, I did not know that. Mary-Kate Olsen, Emmy nominee? Yeah. I did not know that. That's yeah. amazing. Daytime, but yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's amazing. That's an Emmy. Wow. I, um, I don't know if the writers got nominated, though. I'll have to look They better have not gotten nominated. Um, For well, this episode, maybe. I, yeah. I mean, I did. I do think this was a really good episode. And I felt like the asking for a raise scene, like, I feel like that was funny. But I also felt like I felt that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was just like, the the the... It was actually a very smart episode because the way that the show portrayed it at the beginning was like, this is ridiculous. He's crazy for asking for a raise. He makes all these mistakes. Like, he shouldn't get a raise. But I was feeling like, oh, he he does everything. And it's scary to ask for a raise. And he probably does deserve way more than he's getting. And so, but it was interesting because then the show was like, actually, you are right for thinking that. Like, the yeah. the characters are wrong. They and I thought that was really day. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they go to career day. So they have this very convoluted, like, problem that their parents would get mad if they didn't invite them. So they had to go behind their back. Because um, if the parents are in the same room, they'll fight, which has never been we thrown. Kn- we know that's ever. not true. But yeah. whatever. We move past it. So yeah. they get Teddy and Manny to come in and do their career day. And Teddy, very funny. That was I also remember this scene where she yeah. just, like, goes up to do her presentation and she just poses, poses, she poses. She just does. She just models. Yeah. yeah. And the teacher is like, okay, we're going to learn the in-depth world of the supermodel. And then she just does a runway show and she's like, and that. That's the life of a supermodel and just leaves. It's very yeah, funny. It's very funny. But then Manny, Manuelo, does this like example of all the things he does. He sews, he cooks, he like gives the um, teacher a makeover. Yes, yes. It's it, it, the whole. It's incredible. Everyone he has is, like, like light design. Like he, it's amazing. Yes, it's incredible. And so he, we like see he's like a very talented person. They're very mm-hmm. lucky to like yeah. help with their life. And, and also, yeah. it was a good setup because they Ashley gets Teddy and Mary Kate gets Manny, and they're like, "Oh God, Ashley or Teddy's going to be amazing," and then like Manny's going to be such a hard, it's going to be such a hard act, act to follow, yeah. and so that shows you. That, that shows, shows you. Yeah. And then they do a family photo. They set up, and mm-hmm. Manny walks in in a suit, <laughs> and. And they're like, oh, you look great. What's the occasion? And he's like, I thought the occasion was a family photo, but a photo of a family was just taken and I'm not in it. Whatever. And it was like, and he storms out and it was so devastating. So devastating. I, yeah, I, I was a, my, my mouth was a gape. It was a yeah, it was, it was week, so sad. Yes. And then, but then the photographer, like she spends so much time setting up the lights to like take the photo on the ca- on the couch. Yeah. And then they're like, he runs out and they like scream at the door and they're all crying. And she's like, excuse me, people say cheese. And then takes a photo of them while they're in crisis. Not, not lit. Like it's just so, so dumb. So dumb. There, so there's stupid. a lot of dumb jokes like that. Like yeah. that's the, that is part of the, I think that's also part of the, like the relaxingness of the show. It's like, it's, yeah. it's not going to surprise you. No. But yeah, it's it's dumb. Um, so it's a two. But this was a very good episode. It's the so best I, one so part, far. Part two, I don't know about. Um, okay, part two. Let's see. 
Um, they are oh, detectives. They, they are detectives. It, it's very like it's very Adventures of Mary Kate Nash. I was so happy about yeah. that. I I wrote down. I was like, I actually love when they go back to being detectives because they did yeah. it a little bit in the t- two of a kind episode where they're trying to figure out the murder next door. Yeah, and um, in this one they did that same like yeah. voiceover trope. Yes, and I exactly. Was like, I love this. Me too. Um, the voiceover generally in this show is very inconsistent. Like sometimes it's very narrated. Yes. Sometimes they're talking to the audience a lot. Sometimes it's not there at all. It's very inconsistent. But it's the a lot of the stylistic swings that they take. Yeah, they're not consistent. They're with. not consistent. Also, <laughs> this is the kind of thing like what you were saying, like with the stuff just like getting abandoned or just being yeah. lazy. Like the timestamps are not consistent at all. Like they, they're like seven eighteen. Malibu Beach House, whatever. And then there's one scene where it's literally like 4 p.m. kitchen. They do the whole scene and then they're like 3 p.m. Like they literally like jump back in time. Oh, At the end. They just, it was just mess. It's just messy. It's messy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Assuming we're not going to keep track of the times. But hey, we have a podcast. Yeah, most people watching this probably aren't taking notes. But um, we are. (laughs) We are. So we gotcha. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically Manny gets a job where else Neptune's net. Mm-hmm. Larry Larry is literally a lobster mm-hmm. mascot. And you're trying to tell me that this is the place where you go on fancy dates in this town. Like he he is it is a tiny restaurant and he is just clonking around knocking everything over like we've also been to this restaurant so many times and, and never there's never once been has a lobster been a hostess no <laughs> okay and this is also another example of like them creating conflict or like solutions that don't pay off and don't make sense so like mm. Basically, like, the Carlsons are looking for Manny. Manny gets a job at Neptune's Net. He tells Larry, don't tell them or I'll tell them that your real name is Spartacus. I don't know why Manny knows that his name is Spartacus, but he does. And so the Carlsons come in for a reservation because now you have to make reservations because there's a hot Wait, 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 wait. Manny does say how he found out his name. Right, because something about his, his brother. Bro- and I wrote this down because it's actually always been one of my favorite jokes. What is, is it? Because he says, you have, I have found it from your brother, Hercules. And Larry goes, by the gods, oh, Hercules. <laughs> how could you? And I know. Always it is very funny. Up. But it's also like, why do you know his brother? <laughs> like, okay, fine. Or the joke is I'll very funny. let them have it. Thank you. Okay, fine. Okay, so then, so the Carlsons made a reservation because they have a hot new chef, Manny, mm-hmm. and they come in to be seated. Manny, and Larry has to seat them. Manny hides Larry behind the thing and the bar and is like, we have to do something. And so Manny mm-hmm. puts on Larry's costume and, and seats, seats them. them with his face hidden. While Larry is While Larry hides. Table. Why? Why? Why yeah. did they do that? He could have just gone into the kitchen and cooked, and Larry could have seated them. But instead, he put on the costume and hid his face. Mm-hmm. He he actively put himself in, in the there. Situation. Yeah. Yeah. Why? It was very confusing. The very only confusing. reason that it would have, the only reason they did this was so that then they could see. So basically, they're like, Larry's acting weird. And they're like, you know, Larry. And then they see him hiding under the bar. So they yeah. realize he's not the lobster, which brings us to the next scene, which is an interrogation scene. It works in terms of driving us to the next scene. It doesn't work in terms of like anything that would make sense. Mm-mm. No, no. 
Which, yes. So this episode is not as good as the previous one. Um, no, but very funny Hercules joke. And then they like, they basically like go back to the restaurant, ask Manny back, and he says yes, and the photographer comes. It's 10, it's like 10.30 p.m. The photographer mm-hmm. comes and is just on call, I guess. And then she's like, hurry up, I have to go back to my job at the DMV at 10.30 p.m. It's just a lot of the show. The details just they never add up. They never really work. don't. Yeah. And it, which is really too bad. The only other thing I'll say about the Manny in the Middle part, too, is I really hated how at the very beginning they were all running around calling for Manny as if he was a dog. Oh, yeah. That's, it was yeah. so strange. Like, we've been all over town for him. We can't find him anywhere. Yeah. No, that is. Come that in, is Manny, Manny. Yeah. 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 Like, he's in the house. Yeah. It is. That is. Do you think that was on purpose? Uh, like I want to say no, it because it's never addressed and it yeah. just feels like it. And then I was just like, oh, I don't know. Like you're yeah. calling after your your domestic worker who is yeah. like different race, and it's like, oh god, this is yeah, that is a little. <laughs> so I almost wow. feel like it wasn't conscious, and yeah. that was that's part of the problem. <laughs> I think I yeah I agree. But, you know, 2000s, you guys are reading these scripts really fast. I get it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now we're on episode nine. And this episode, this is one, when I talk about, like, this show is bizarre and does not Mm -hmm. like people, this is what I'm talking about. Why? Are you kidding? Okay, so, sorry. (laughs) Fuck you. Okay, so this episode... Stop it. Stop talking. I don't agree with you. (laughs) Okay. So this episode basically, I'm just going to really quickly summarize it. Mm -hmm. Mary-Kate and Ashley have to take electives. Ashley does cooking. Mary-Kate does sewing. Yep. Also, the parents are going to be interviewed for a magazine, a trade magazine, about like their fashion careers, basically. Yeah. Macy is the one who has the contact, but she wants Jake to do it because the reporter wants is fucking in love with Jake. And she gets nervous, yeah. And Macy gets nervous. So the girls are really bad at the things that they're taking class the class of. So like Mary Kate gets an A because Larry is like a sewing genius and mm-hmm. sews a thing and an apron that she an apron. is wearing and it looks great. And yeah. so she gets credit for it. And Larry wants her to take credit for it because the He's boys afraid. on mm-hmm. cute like he literally is like please like the boys will make fun of me for sewing and then literally the next second a group of like jets from west side story like mm-hmm. come in and they're like hey sewing boy you're sewing and then like leave and i'm like <laughs> where did you come from mm-hmm. it's the middle of class okay and then um ashley basically like has to make stroganoff um yeah and with manny she's terrible at it so she like takes his frozen meal mm-hmm. uh and pretends that it's hers and gets an yeah. a so the parents are like, what a great thing. You got, you girls are prodigies. Let's mm-hmm. have you sew and cook for the reporter and, and the we'll article. How, how amazing, how great mm-hmm. we are. Like, that's not what the article is about. So, okay, so she has them, the ladies there, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, no, like, we can't do it. And so they fuck it all up. And the reporter is like, I'm gonna put it in the magazine and it's like the magazine article is like about like trashing these 14 year olds for not being good at cooking like Uh that's the thing that is like so insane it's like first of all they could say like 
oh yeah, our girls got an A on this thing and maybe it'll be mentioned. But instead mm-hmm. they turn it into this like test of like, can you perform and be this good cook or sewer? And if not, you will get slammed in this magazine about like right. being unskilled teens. And yeah, so they yeah. fuck it that up. And sense. so the magazine is about how it's like a trash piece. It's like a piece that like, destroys the family Mm yeah it's it's like (laughs) becca yes you love it you believe this is my favorite episode are you kidding that we watched no i am that i wrote down best episode and i stand by it but you have to admit that this doesn't make any sense no i think they're they're acting like sitcom characters i thought that the like i thought this was such a well-executed farce and like the best possible way like they set up all of these things about like them doing like not doing the their skills correctly and then it all comes together in this like really funny dinner scene like when they had the people when they had her come over and one by one they each go into the kitchen and put the manny's frozen soup into their clothes yeah and they start screaming from the other side I was literally cracking up on my couch watching this because it was just like so like classical. It was like classic comedy that I was like, I am like "Mm, chef's kiss kiss for all of this. And then when they go to the the fire and then they're melting. (laughs) Oh my God, Lanny. Okay. This was so funny. And I also thought that the Larry and Jake scene at the end of this episode was incredibly sweet. That was touching. Yeah. Yes, he was basically Jake... like mentoring him about being a sewing guy. And yes. And he really says, sweet. don't ever let anyone scare you away from doing something that might be your future. And I thought that was a really sweet lesson. Yeah. I, I No, I think that episode. is a really sweet lesson. And I think that does resonate. I think too many of us when we're young, like, I mean, I wanted to be an actor growing up and mm. I had a friend who was like, that's stupid. And I was like oh. in middle school, so I like didn't do it anymore. And I, oh my God. I know. And I still want to be a famous actress. Um, you can be. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but um, I, okay, here's what I'll say, Lanny. I think okay. that this show has been really bad at follow through. And I yes. think that this episode is the best what they've the best time they've done it like yes they and and all the attempts and all the attempts at farce that they've done yes yes, it is a well-constructed episode it pays off at the end everything that they set up at the beginning yes and there was a funny joke that like mary kate said at the end or something i don't remember what it was like at the table i don't like when the lady was there i don't remember what it was but but it was funny but i think i was so angry about how much it didn't make sense Mm. that that this reporter would be writing like a trash piece on this family and that if the kids didn't cook well she wanted to write a very happy well uh, that's why it didn't feel that's why it didn't feel real because she wanted to write no but she wanted to no but the but they they set this up she wanted to just write a trade piece about the parents designing clothes about jake designing clothes yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and then they were all like, wow, you girls succeeded at this thing. Let's make the article about well, how talented family. you are and mm-hmm. whatever. And, like, that's not their decision. And it's not, like, that's not what the article would ever be about. And the stakes of the girls messing up and potentially having this article be 
saying that they're bad at cooking and sewing is not real. Like that is not something that would ever happen. That's not something that the that the writer expressed. I, I thought the writer was like saying that they were like bratty and entitled and stuff. In the article? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, but I don't believe that that would happen is what I'm saying. <laughs> is like that is not something – it's not like a – like a tell-all teardown of, like, this famous billionaire family in the National Enquirer. Mm-hmm. It's, like, fashion digest. Or it's, like, a fashion... Like, if you... Okay, even if it's fucking Vogue, okay? <laughs> if it's Vogue, and uh-huh. you're, like, a designer, and I'm the uh-huh. writer for Vogue, I'm coming in to interview you about being a designer. Yeah. Maybe it'll be the kind of thing where it's, like... You know, well, like this person, what, I met her at the, I met her at the hotel, always, yeah, they always at the hotel restaurant the and she and ordered the, the Caesar like. salad and delicately ate it with her little teeth. Whatever it exactly. is, they always say that. But they would never then say, and her fucking kids were such little brats. They tried to cook for me and they fucking failed. Like, even if, even if, <laughs> even if they did a great job. Uh-huh. Cooking, she might say like, and they had a delightful family, or like, and they and they cooked, or uh-huh. or like the dot the those girls have a future ahead of them. She showed me her designs, and this girl showed me her food. Anyway, the fashion, like it would be such a side note if it's not cut. So for them to feel, it's like they failed at something <laughs> that isn't a real thing. It's like they failed at this setup. This that is they, really that they you. fabricated, that they invented themselves. Uh-huh, like uh-huh, uh-huh. they were never going to be evaluated for being good cooks or being good designers. <laughs> that was never what this was about. <laughs> like they could have okay. literally, the parents literally okay. could have just said, "And by the way, our daughters got A's on these things." That's all they needed. They didn't okay. need to recreate mm-hmm. the thing. They could have just said, "This is a, this is something we have already achieved." Hmm. I just can't believe that we disagree so hard because this is your favorite episode and this to me is the biggest example of this show being nonsense. Wow. Coke. Okay. So first of all, I'll just say that (laughs) this show has um, really not had like, like the stakes, the real world around them is so fuzzy. Yeah. It doesn't really matter anything that happens in this world like whether this article is good or bad i have accepted by the time we have gotten to episode nine that it's not gonna matter and nothing is nothing after this episode will follow them to the next like it's not that's not the universe this show gives us right and so this this person has just come to their house to give the family uh a reason to all come together and have these like strange things butt up against each other in a funny way yes but can i please can i please say something <laughs> yeah you can say something you said a lot <laughs> i am not even i haven't even started okay no here's the thing it's not just the world of the show it's the world of the world like uh-huh. i don't believe just the setup is not something I believe. here's something that we can do to change here here's what we can do to okay. make because i agree it is a perfect, i already love this episode it is a perfectly what- executed farce and in mm-hmm. order for me to or reasonable folks like myself to <laughs> appreciate it the way you do mm-hmm. i need it to make sense of why they're okay. doing this so here's what we need to do 
Okay, okay. Macy has to do the interview. She's nervous. And then the lady said, or, or Macy has to do the interview and she's fine. But then the mm-hmm. lady says, oh, I also want Jake to do it because you are the power, like the power couple of fashion. And so Macy's like, okay, you have to do this for me. Like, I'm not, it's right. not even that I'm nervous. You have to do it. And then the lady's like, also, like, I would love to do a full piece now on that Jake is family. on board on the whole family. And they're like, oh, fuck. You're okay, right. what do we do? What do we do? Fuck, 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 fuck. And then they're like, wait, girls, you got an A. Okay, perfect. We'll do this and this and this. And then I'm on board. Yeah, and it might be my favorite episode like it's yours, but I didn't have that opportunity. That's but, okay. You you did punch it up. And I think it would be stronger. I think the, the premise would be much stronger if it came from the article writer. Like, we want to do yes. a profile on your family. Yes. Like, that's, yeah, that that makes more sense. Because having it be their idea, it's like, this isn't up to you. Right. Like, you don't get to decide what this article is about. And don't, don't, when you get a profile done of you, don't you kind of get to decide a little bit about what you get to talk about and what you want to show? I don't know. You do. I'm not sure. I read the Vogue with Rihanna being pregnant, and she seemed like she really curated that um, experience. That's fair. It just, it just felt like, it just felt like they created a conflict that was made up. Mm-hmm. No one was asking them to have the kids do this. No one had right. – there were they, no expectations. They decided. And I think if she had just said, like, I want all of this. This is going to be great. And them kind of panicking and scrambling, that mm-hmm. would have been a lot more believable. And then the amazing farce would have been appreciated. Okay. Yeah. Um, this was really funny. I thought that dinner scene was one of the funniest things I have seen Mary-Kate and Ashley do. I will I will rewatch it because I think I mean I was they just didn't so... do it it was the other people doing the funny stuff but they had funny reactions and I thought it was I just thought that 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 whole dinner scene was very funny. I'm going to rewatch it, okay? Okay. With with the setup that I've come up with because I yeah. think because then I could actually appreciate it. I yeah. do I do remember like Mary Kate saying something that was really funny and me reluctantly thinking it was funny and being like, <laughs> "Yeah, but this doesn't this doesn't work. Right. This isn't right. this isn't okay." Yeah, 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 yeah. I was much less fixated on the article not making sense. So if you let go of that, I think maybe you could see the comedy okay. in it. I'm going to rewatch it. I'm going to rewatch and it. And actually the well-constructed, you know, writing of, okay. the, of the arc of it. Yeah. I'm going to rewatch it. Um, I hope that we can uh, be friends be again Be friends someday. again. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, next episode, episode okay, 10. Okay, well, let's let's move through these. Because yeah. we... <laughs> it's so long. This is the episode with the frilly blouse. This is a really good fashion episode with the frilly blouse. Teddy's um, burnout. Teddy, yeah, Teddy basically doesn't want to be a model anymore because she's hungry, which I get. Mm-hmm. I hate, I hated that. That was my, that's actually one of my only notes for this one is I hate yeah. like normalized anorexia in the early yeah. 2000s. Yes. Because it's like, it's not like, oh, that sucks that this is a fashion industry. You shouldn't have to do this. And because mm-hmm. Macy is like, yeah, but you're, you're so, so beautiful. beautiful. People want to be you. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then she's like, she's like, you are an international famous beautiful successful supermodel you want to give that all away for an onion ring and she's like yeah and i hate that it's like of course you don't eat you're a model but you get to be a model like i know i wish i wish this they could use this opportunity to be like you don't have to be a stick figure to be a model right that would be nice that would have been really nice i think that that would have been a hard thing to to do with nuance also though because it's like you can't have it be like teddy you don't have to do all that stuff because it's 
she does. I know. Like, you know, and it's like, it's not like, oh, Teddy, just get over yourself and then just embrace your own beauty and you can be whoever you want because the, the industry will not accept like, it. Yeah. I know. So, and that's a big problem, which, yeah, that's. This is one of the other ones where I'm like, oh, that's really sad that Mary Kate and Ashley are part of this. Like, mm-hmm. I know, and this yeah. is—I mean, they—I I thought a lot of that that kind of stuff sucked. And you know what's also funny though? I do remember thinking it was so funny that she was smelling her breakfast. Yeah. Like, I thought I remember thinking that was one of the, the one of the more memorable jokes of yeah. this show. Yeah, which is yeah, it's just so funny how it changes when you revisit it as an adult and realize how this messaging. And I'm sh- oh my god, Mary Kate and Ashley watching it and like like. Just being there, knowing this is all happening, it's just so casual. It's yeah, so ex- exactly. It's just so. Um, it's not a question. It's right. A, a su- it's a. It's a, a given. Right, and it's it's light. Like it's not like. Yeah, exactly. It's not examined at all. It's just sort of like, of course, this is what it's like if you're a model. And I think I thought it was funny at the time too, mm-hmm. because they don't f- understand that they ha- they're like commenting on something like a real problem. It's like. Yeah, this is funny. It's harmless, whatever. And so Mary Kate and Ashley, it's not like they're watching it. And they're like, "Wow, this is like toxic." They're like, "This is it. This is what it's like." And that's sad. Really sad. Yeah, I agree. Um, this was the one where they switched clothes. No, this, this was... is the one. No, um, Mary Kate is just mad at Ashley because she keeps. Oh, this is right. That doesn't. Yeah, it's like doesn't fine. really go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is the one where Teddy talks about quitting modeling and then she's like going to go to Paris and she and Jake spend all this time together and they oh, yeah, like yeah. kind of have a thing and she's like, you're a really attractive man. And I don't buy that. I don't think Teddy's a consistent character because no. she just said she wouldn't have sex with him if the world was ending. So I, I don't think I she's like- a well-written character. Also, the American beauty visuals was weird. That really was, I weird. was all, that was all weird. The way that that was accepted in at this time as yeah. like a... Uh, a way to show beauty like that shows that the society did not understand what that scene actually meant in that yes movie. <laughs> yes so for those of you who don't so basically like teddy was having dinner at neptune's net with mm-hmm. what's his name with jake and he like had this visual of her like with the roses, better roses which like, is like from beauty. the american beauty in american beauty that is a uh pedophile a, pedophile, pedophile stream it's, yeah it's an older man who is fantasizing about a woman he should not be fantasizing a teenager about. A his teenager. daughter's friend right it's a problem and even i, I haven't rewatched that movie but i imagine rewatching it would not hold up it's like especially I think with it, kevin spacey oh my god exactly yeah. like i think i think all of society misunderstood the point of that yeah. like it was it was supposed to be like this Ooh, how sexy this is what it looks like when you fantasize about someone and it's like no it's a problem he's fantasizing about her doing yeah, that like yeah exactly exactly i don't problem. think people understood i think people were stupid in the 90s like yeah right yeah so that's why it became a trope to keep seeing it and it's like upsetting to watch to yeah. understand now that that it would show up an american ashley thing yeah okay next episode teacher's pet um then it's uh, Mary Kate and Ashley are trying to oh their 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 dad dates the teacher right yes yes and I love this the teacher is the teacher for everything she's a teacher for debate <laughs> she's a teacher for geometry it's very right. it's stupid it's um, Mr Feeney it's yeah <laughs> that's how they did it yeah it's uh, very funny it starts with a huge hourglass for the test I loved that that was a very oh. small joke but a very I thought funny one that's fun um. <laughs> 
So, yeah. Okay, so Macy's doing her taxes. The girls are doing a homework assignment. They have a lot of homework because the teacher just got dumped by her online boyfriend. All of the taxes get de- – the whole hard drive gets deleted because yeah. Larry is near it with a magnet. Yeah. I have been so afraid to be near electronics with a magnet ever since <laughs> that episode. Like, I am risking my life right now with this, like, magnet bead thing that I'm playing with. Yeah, you are. You could lose this whole episode that we've I know. been recording. Is that, that a, a thing? Was that ever a real thing? I don't know. It kind of sounds like people, like, Y2K f- – fears yeah. like not understanding actually how the computer works so yeah. obviously a magnet would change it i mean and maybe it was at some point point. probably a magnet would fuck things up if you really like got in it yeah but yeah. but it's like the the fact that it would just clear the hard drive and everything else would be fine like the computer was literally like hard drive deleted like right. that no no. no, 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 no. Um, um, so that was that is funny. Another time that um, Teddy gets used because they're like, um, what is it? Like Macy is trying to get Larry's dad. Larry's dad is uh, also pursuing Macy the same way that Larry pursues Riley. Yeah. So Larry's dad is a CPA. So basically, like Larry is like he comes. Larry's dad comes over and is like, "Oh, I'm so sorry that Larry like ruined everything. How do I fix it?" And she's like, "I just need to do my taxes." And he's like, "I'm an accountant. I'll do your taxes." And then, which like two days before taxes are due, we can just do taxes are free. Okay, but um, <laughs> they like have a little date. And he, Larry's dad, pursues Macy like crazy. He gets a mariachi band. He tells her he loves her. Mm-hmm. It's like psychotic. It's um, wild. So they use Teddy to get him out of her. Out yeah. of her way. We already talked about that. It is weird. And this is, yeah, one of the worst fat phobic uh, episodes as well. Because yep, basically Larry's, Larry's mom lost tw- like 50 pounds and then left Larry's dad. <sighs> and then... They, she looks at the, Macy looks at the photo and is like, oh, yikes. Good thing she lost 50 pounds. And he's like, that's the before. And it's just like, I, there's this, and then later on, there's also when she, uh, when Larry leaves her, Larry's dad leaves her for the teacher, she's like, I don't feel bad. I'm too skinny is the reason why he rejected me. Yeah. It's so, it's so, but like that kind of thing was just so normal. Like it's like the way that she reacted to like the photo, like it's like, the way that people in shows like that reacted to people being fat was like, yeah. whoa, that's her choosing to be different and weird. Okay, I'm super normal and reasonable. Like, it's just like, you know what I mean? It's like just the way that she, I don't know. It's just, I really, I really we don't have, like it. We have yet to really reckon with the intense diet culture of the early 2000s mm-hmm. that we grew up with. Because yeah. I... It's it's really bad, and I yeah. don't, I I can't I can't figure out how much better it is now. But it's just like seeing stuff like this and knowing that like you know that 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 Swan show of like that that's plastic surgery, oh, but it's still yeah. like the same idea. Like yeah. the, who can get the best plastic surgery will win this game show. Yeah, and then like the the Biggest Loser, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like this, I don't know. There was like a big, huge toxic diet culture around this time yes it's I mean I think this time was the most toxic for a lot of stuff like that Mm -hmm. like it all sort of came to a head and then I think we all sort of tried to like heal from it a little bit because I think it got a little out of control um but yeah I mean this was all this was an everything every Mm -hmm. single thing we've watched of Mary-Kate and Ashley has something that's sexist something that's fatphobic something that's transphobic it's like and that's just Mary-Kate and Ashley stuff that like this was in everything at the Mm -hmm. time everything So, um, so it, it makes sense that it all came to a head in reality TV of like, 
let's be really toxic with real people and with real people, have contests no. about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this episode, yeah, it is really, really upsetting. Um, yeah. So not one of the better ones. No, definitely um, not. Then we have rules of engagement, which we talked about a little bit, which was where the, the where they abandoned the anniversary thing that they either of them can forget or neither of them knew, knows that the other one remembers. Yeah. Um, but it was a pretty cute and fun episode other than like the complete abandonment of the premise halfway yeah, through. Yeah, I think so. So Mary-Kate and Ashley are basically um, looking at colleges. They're freshmen. Yeah. But, I really liked Mary-Kate and Ashley's storyline in this one. Yeah, I did too. Because it felt very real like it felt like what they actually were dealing with or would Mm -hmm. be dealing with because they basically were like oh like I want to go to New York I want to go to Colorado well I don't want to do that I don't want to do that well maybe we could go to college separately um and I'm sure they've had that conversation um right yeah but then then they're like we've never spent any time apart how can we do like what would that be like so So they basically do a trial separation which is Mm -hmm. a cute premise it's also a cute premise because it's like the first the only time we really see them like influenced by what their parents are doing right you know and -hmm. I think that that's interesting like I want to see more of them like impacted by what's going because like I said like they don't seem to care either way like what's going on it it kind of general like the the parents and the kids live in two separate worlds a lot in this show yeah their stories don't always intertwine very much which is also why I really liked that uh True Lies episode, but yeah. we're not going to go back. We're not going to go back there. Where we can't go back there. I I, I, I need to heal and be friends with you again. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they do the trial separation. And so Ashley goes to live with the – or Mary-Kate goes to live with the dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Larry – that this is one what I was talking about. Really good like, Larry episode yeah, with Larry. So yeah. they have a big test. Like they would normally study together, but now they're not. So they have a study buddy and it's Larry. And he's like not telling them that he's studying with both of them. So both he keeps them, running yeah. back and forth saying that he's going to go get coffee. And so mm-hmm. he's drinking a fuck ton of coffee and he's going <laughs> back and forth. And then they like ace the test and they want to repay him yeah. with coffee, which is silly because it's who, very silly. I'm going to treat you to a hot cup of coffee. <laughs> it was also really funny because earlier on the episode, episode he's helping them figure out what each person's wearing so that right. they don't show up in the same clothes because when they're apart they will inevitably wear the same thing which, <laughs> which is very cute funny very yeah. cute i loved i i really i think yeah that what the 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 disappointment and how the parents thing didn't really pan out was overcome by like a very yeah. sweet mary kate ashley uh storyline yeah um i also Outbreak. feel like as oh. a kid oh sorry i was just gonna say Go i also feel like as a kid like the coffee stuff i think was very cool. Like, oh, yeah. That's the like, only, coffee, like, coffee, drug yeah. you can actually have. Yeah, and it's just, like, a cool, sophisticated, like, coffee. And it was, like, at the time, it was, like, mocha, chaka, cappuccino, latte, <laughs> whatever. And that's just, like, so then. And I love that. Um, I do love that, too. Okay. Uh, and then Outbreak. Outbreak. is episode 14. 13. Um, this is this is a funny thing I noticed in the opening of this because so we're watching this from Simply Olsen's link in her Instagram bio and um, for whatever reason the outbreak is a French download. Yes. Did you notice that? Of course. And then the title <laughs> the title was Totalement Jumelles. And did you look it up? No. I looked it up, and it means totally twins. Oh, wait, that's the name of the episode? That That's the name or of the show. Or the time oh in my France. God. That's so cute. Isn't that I cute? Like I kind of wish the show was. Time. I like Totally Twins. <laughs> I know, me 
That's so cute. And they don't even have the alliteration in French. Exactly. Yeah, like exactly. A, I'm butchering that. I used to take French, but I have no idea how you say twins. Jumelles. Ju- the double L is, whatever. Um, no, that's yeah, totally so, twins is so cute. Yeah, that's so cute. That's so funny. Yeah, but this was a pretty good episode. It just was like really triggering coming out of COVID because they're exactly. all coughing at of each course. other. Yeah, they're all coughing at each other. They're all getting each other sick. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid episode. Um, the presidential fitness test stuff stressed me out, but they didn't spend yes. much time on it. Um, I also <laughs> feel like this was one where it also didn't, like the the conflict was invented. So basically, mm. like very briefly, yes. like we start in the future. They're like on this Christmas shoot. All the adults mm-hmm. are like passed out, sick. And Mary Kate and Astor are like, here's a story of how we got grounded. And then they do this whole story about like Mary Kate fake sick, but then they all actually get sick. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, at the very end, they're like, I bet you want to know how we got grounded. And so Mary Kate in the scene is like, feeling uh, faking sick really does pay off. And then they're like, what do you mean? faking sick and it's just like why i know why it, would you why you would you say that you all sick. did get sick and it, it wasn't the faking sick didn't cause any of the real sick the logic there is that like by you faking sick you brought karma into our house to make us actually sick. right but that's that's what you're grounded for that, i guess yeah for karma gra- are you grounded for your cosmic I mean, I guess she's she she is grounded for faking sick to get out of a the test. But then right. Ashley shouldn't be grounded. She actually got sick. Yeah, they all maybe actually got she, sick. Maybe because she like was an accomplice in it. I don't know. It, we, it, just didn't, didn't, we just didn't. We just didn't. We didn't need all. any. Especially of that. because also by the time they're like, you bet. We bet you're wondering how we got grounded. And I was like, no, I'm not. I forgot you said that. Like <laughs> I don't. I don't care. This like, episode was cute and fun without. Yeah. It. You, yeah. like, really don't need that one. Um, And then episode 14, we kind of already talked about because you brilliantly thought that it was earlier, and I think you're right. I think you mm-hmm. are absolutely right. So it's supposed to be episode two or three. I'm, like, 99% certain. Yeah. I am certain as well. Cool. All right. Any so other that's, thoughts? I, no. I think we really went through, like, the thoughts – I had in a yeah. very thorough way. I know this that this half. is by no means short, but I'm happy <laughs> that we only did half of it so that we could actually go through each episode because Me I know too. when we did two of a kind, it was just like, well, we're obviously not going to talk about the episode. It was just like, it was just too I think we need to go, much. we keep saying this, but I think we do need to go back and do this with two of a kind because I think so too. it's so dense. So yeah. we're, we're going to have to do that. So just keep tuned. Stay tuned, listeners, learners. Yeah. We're going to do that. Um and yeah, I'm I'm happy we went through this. So Me too. we I I think personally, and I talked with this you, Becca, and I just wanna clear it with you listeners, um, even though we're gonna do it anyway. I think we do ep- the second half of this show after in 2002 because yeah. <laughs> because like we said their hair changes there's like they trade different conventions really the second half of this season or excuse me yeah the season the of the show um feels like a whole different season yeah. it feels like a whole different show like, show because it's a different year and they even take a break i looked on imdb mm. there is like they come back in 2002 after like the whole holiday season being oh away. wow yeah so this makes sense like the show came out in the summer this is nice right like this is summer 2001 so it was exactly 21 years ago um the manny in the middle was coming out wow isn't that sweet yeah that wow 21 years ago that's 21 years ago yeah that's a long time 
I know. I know. Oh that, that It's really, don't think about it too hard because it's going to be a little We're their depressing. parents' age. Why I don't know. I have a 14-year-old? Well, because you didn't get pregnant at 19 back yeah. then. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> so, um, that's so crazy. Um, but yeah, so we're going to do the second half. We're going to stay in 2001 a little bit. So, For a little bit longer. We're yeah. going to get back to it this season. Don't worry. But um, I do want to like, there's like some interviews you want to do. And there's also mm-hmm. like, uh, I want to talk about their magazine. So there's mm-hmm. just like things in 2001 that I, I need. Also, with so little time, the fashion and everything in the magazine, there's a real brand happening in 2001 that yeah. this whole season kind of is going with even holiday in the sun feels more yeah. within this sphere than it does yeah. in the 2002 version of so little time yeah so i just yeah uh, just bear with us i i believe in this decision not I even bear with us too. like this is the best way we think we can do this so yeah like, we're, this feels more true yeah and i think we have a lot to we're going we're true to the timeline there's a lot mm-hmm. that they've done in this time in 2001 and we don't want to skip over it Exactly. So. Exactly. I don't want to like backtrack after we go to 2002 right. and then go back to their curly uh, straight hair. Yeah. Like, Can't do so. that. So, so that's where that's we're what at. we're going to do. So also because we did do such a thorough uh, <laughs> examination of this season, of this first half of the season, um, we're going to save reviews and Patreon shout outs for next episode because yeah, just cause we, ch- we, need to, we need to go home. We have to go. We need to <laughs> yeah. go. You guys have, have to stuff go. to do. We have to go. Yes. <laughs> I hope you're able to break this episode up for a few and during this uh, this week. Have fun. Yeah, have fun. But we love you guys. We love you so much. You can follow us on Instagram and on TikTok at They Thought It Was You. You can you follow, follow Lanny at Lanny Harms. Talked over you. You can oh follow Becca at Becca Roth. And we love you so much. You can email you. us at they thought I was you at gmail.com. And if you're Robert Thorne, you can do that as well. You know where um, to find us. We love you. Bye. Bye. Oh, you can subscribe to our Patreon. Oh, well, duh. <laughs> if you want to see us squirming this whole time like we did and, and really see Becca's, like, rage like, fit rage fit on the True Lies episode, like, I would say subscribe to Patreon so you can yeah, see that. I think it's really something it. to see. <laughs> All right, yeah. that's it. Bye. Right. Love you. Bye. Thanks. We love Bye. you. Bye. They thought I was you. If it's up to me, you're